Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Senate by Kajira, AMA number two with the applicants. Hosted by Cosmos Club. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the club. We will begin shortly. Be right with you as people are tuning in for this second interview at the uh, Kajira Senate here. And I can see some familiar faces already. So welcome back, guys. So stay put, and we'll be right back. I can see your request, uh, Ryan, to speak. I just, uh, I just uh, approved your request. You're on mute right now. I can see. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, loud and clear. Awesome. Well, welcome, Ryan. Welcome. Thank you. Are you locked and loaded for the second round of interviews here? I got my answers down. So I think so. <laughs> don't worry, man. This is going to go well. The the community. I don't know if you heard the the uh, the interview uh, with the with the guys uh, yesterday, but people are very nice and uh, very thoughtful questions. I think so. Uh, yeah, no need to stress out. I think in this community. Yeah, I was very impressed with the uh, the candidates, uh, their skill sets. Uh, I think it's going to be great for the whole Kujer community. Definitely. And I see Davey also should be able to speak now. I just approved at least. You're unmuted, Davey, but uh, not able to hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Now we can. But you're dropping in and out, it seems. I don't know. It sounds like you're scratching your mic or phone or whatever you're using. We'll just give the others. Uh, so we got two more. So, yeah, we got uh, Damien, we got Ryan, and then we're waiting for Tom and Dan. So let's just give the guys a few minutes, and then uh, we will kick it off. Your sound is uh, a bit odd, uh, Davey. I'm not sure if uh, you're trying to fix it or... Is it in? There we go. Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Now we can hear now you again. It's, uh, now yeah, it's just again. the uh, the uh, actual piece that attaches to the phone. It's not going all the way in, so I just had to stick it in there. Yeah, super. You are going through loud and clear now, so uh, this should be good. Yep. And I see uh, King Julian is asking if my phone is charged today. <laughs> that was funny, guys. Uh, I've been uh, trolled a bit on the internet uh, or on Twitter uh, last night. I was laughing a lot, to be honest, and then crying maybe a little bit when I was going to bed. But uh, very funny, guys. I'm charged and locked and loaded on my phone. Um, the reason why I had to uh, disconnect is because I didn't consider the fact that I could just um, pass on the host role to someone else. So if my phone dies today, um, then I'll just pass on the torch. Uh, but it should be fine, though. Anyways... Um, 
but very funny King Julian. Um, so yeah, Tom and Dan, if you are here, there I can see a lot of people joining in. So if you are here, just uh, request to speak. And if not, I think uh, we should just dive right in to respect people's time. So yeah, guys, uh, welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club. We're hosting the Senate interviews for Kojira. Uh, we got the honor to do that. This is the second one out of four. We got another one tomorrow and the last one on Sunday. And today we got uh, Davey, we got Ryan, we got Tom and Dan, perhaps joining in a few minutes. So welcome, guys, and looking forward to speak with you. And uh, I guess uh, let's just dive right into the first question then. Uh, so the first question is, tell us why you think you deserve to be on the Kujira Senate. And I'll let you uh, start first, Ryan, since you joined first. Oh, terrific. Thank you. So why I initially applied to be on the Senate is what I thought that the Senate is going to need at this point during its inception. And that is the form formation of a strong foundation of governing principles that are going to outline the grant-making process the due diligence process for any of these that are looking for grants, continued monitoring and support. Um, I think it's important that the, the community knows that uh, the Senate is going to be conducting um, well-established um, processes that are transparent in our evaluation of any projects or protocols that would require grant spending. Um, so that's what I would um, bring to this Senate would be the operational and governance principles. Yay. Awesome. And same question for you, Davey. All right. Well, good thing is at least my mic's not working. Um, let me start with this. I'm just going to say it's a little oddly worded that we say deserve because the senator is actually voted in, so it's more of actually a trust thing by the community, or at least that's how I look at it. So it's not just like me looking at it as like, oh, yeah, I absolutely deserve this. I look at it as um, actually about four or five people asked me to apply for senator before I actually officially did. And the biggest thing I'm going to bring to this is the fact that I have DeFi expertise. I know how to yield on almost every known chain in existence, every DeFi application, feel more than comfortable being an ambassador to any protocol we need. Been in the community, started from the community, started from the bottom, now we're here, you know what I mean? But it's just not a matter of deserving, it's a matter of being elected by quite a few people in here I can see are actually a lot of my friends. It's all about being trusted enough by them to do the right thing with the community funds and make sure that they're allocated exactly the way they need to be. We need to grow the chain and it's all about Kajir's community in the end. And that's really how I feel about that one. Perfect. Awesome. I can see um, the two others are not here yet. So um, again, I'll just uh, continue and then give them the chance to answer the questions uh, afterwards. So the second question is, what do you think constitutes Kujira's core beliefs? And I'll start with you this time, Davey. All right. It's actually amazing because I actually do know all the written down core beliefs of Kajira itself that are actually on the website by heart, 
which are collaboration and cooperation, building the future of DeFi with value, supporting substance and longevity. And that, that's exemplified through some key examples that I can even give today because I've seen things behind the scenes not even mentioning. Those are the core beliefs that they do stand behind the community. That's why I stand behind Team Kajir. I've seen these things actually in person and they never made it public because it was never one of those things like, here, I did this, now love me. They just did it because it's already part of the Kajir beliefs. It's already there. Community already knows. They made us all whole from the terror collapse. Look at the migration. We followed them. We've watched them build over an entire year. We've become a very big part of those core beliefs. That's why we are astonished and we fought that Osmo fight so hardly, especially when we are vehemently against that negative anti-Kajir belief from the one user of our community. It, it was a very rough week, you know? But <laughs> I believe that those are what constitute the beliefs, that we should be looking at collaboration and cooperation always that we do want to build DeFi, it has to have value, that it is supporting the substance and longevity of the entire community and the protocols, that everybody benefits because the, the manifesto of the entire Gajira team, everybody deserves to be the whale. It's absolutely true. That's how I feel about that question. Sweet. And you, Ryan? Yes, yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, don't mind me. I have little kids in the background. Um, so what do I think constitutes Kujera's core beliefs. Um, well, basically, everyone deserves to be a whale. Uh, Kujera is building an ecosystem for which you don't, you don't have to leave it. Um, it's going to come out with a fiat on-ramp to, connected to a Kujera wallet. Um, you can do borrowing and lending now, stable coins. I mean, this is just kind of scratching the system. Um, the team just consistently um, outperforms. Um, I kind of think of the Kujira team as kind of like Rocky Balboa. Um, they have um, huge grit and heart, uh, and they speak with action in the products that they produce. Um, so. What I what I think about when Kajir is, and from the inception of Orca, Orca was meant to bridge what only kind of few whales were able to do is, which was to do liquidations on anchor, and Kajir decided, well, we're going to be able to bring that capability to more crypto users. And once they realized that, that they found they found a niche, they found a demand where only a select few of so-called whales were able to get discounted prices off of uh, Luna and um, be able to make money doing all that stuff. Retail investors weren't able to do that. And Kujira started doing that. And that's kind of the whole principle of them being a whale. It is providing services that maybe somebody has to be more technical savvy or have um, a whale wallet to be able to kind of fund to be able to do that. They're providing services to everyday users. 
Thank you. Yeah. And don't worry about the kid in the background. I have a two-year-old myself. So uh, if you hear something on my side as well, you know why. <laughs> so uh, the third question that we have from Team Gujera here is, what criteria will you hold protocols to when applying for funding? So anyone building on top of Gujera. And I'll start with you this time, Ryan. Yeah, sure. Um, so kind of like what I was saying earlier about the Gujera team, um, any protocol that is going to go through a well-documented, sorry about that, my headphones came out, a, um, a well-documented and rigorous investment review process. Um, that is, is something that I, um, I'm happy to share more publicly, more about what my uh, professional background is. Um, but I, I come from uh, investment operations, working at large foundations, um, doing the due diligence um, and operational governance stuff internally as well, too. Um, so when I'm reviewing a team or a potential investment, we're going to have a properly documented review process so that the community knows that the team has been vetted. Maybe there's background checks. We know that it's uh, experience of the team members. We know that audits have been done. We know that all these steps that have been taken uh, will be done. Thanks. Super. And Davey? I'm not going to lie to you guys when I say this was actually the one question I probably spent an entire day actually thinking about. And it just so happened I actually came across an amazing example of what we could do exactly to determine the criteria for funding proposals. And I believe Code Hans, who's sitting in here, actually knows this team very well. The Y Foundry DAO, I believe a few people here are actually quite aware of them. They actually have an exact idea, and I think that I have an example we could use to actually kind of mitigate a large amount of issues we're going to come across with actually making sure these teams build what we want. We already have Beluga. It's a payment system. It's hardly talked about, but it's there. I mean, we could literally actually modify it. We could allow it to align and actually use an escrow contract. The reason we're this, and I read up extensively on why Foundry's idea, I'm going to give you the example because it's amazing, actually fits synergistically in exactly what we're talking about today. It's a car, it's a basically a funding smart contract with several features attached to it. It segregates funds between initiatives rather than connected to the main primary treasury. This is not going to allow easy misuse and exploitation of the primary treasury, all the big money. You know, it's not just one big pool attached to the payment. There's no way a smart contract or any kind of thing could happen in the transfer system that would actually expose us to a risk at this point. And then this example could provide on-chain transparency for every single Kajira user. Any small person all the way to the top could literally go on-chain and check what's happening. The payment can be escrowed over several milestones. This encourages accountability on the party being paid, ensuring they meet the deliverables. This prevents developers and service providers from getting away with funds on promises. The escrow works both ways. 
Securing development funds up front, we lock it already there. The entire amount is there, the developers can see it. They know that they will actually be compensated entirely. There's no lies there. But it also allows the payment to be stopped. Allowing payments to be canceled makes it painless. And if any chance, the, the project just cancels or for whatever reason does not deliver, we can rescind the funds without major loss. This means that basically the, the project doesn't get any kind of full payment until we get exactly the parameters of what we paid for. And it allows to be the payment to be made only to a registered and one address. This allows diligence on recipient being paid. Recipient would have to prove they are a legit developer. As a community, we'll vote to approve whitelisted addresses beforehand, eliminating funds going to any unintended parties. That is one structure we could simply use using the Bluga tool that we already possess on Kajira by modifying its capacity to assist the senators and the community to safeguard the funds even stronger by using the chain itself as a tool. And I think that's an idea we could look at. But some, that's, that's kind of how I feel about that question. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And thank you for that, by the way. Uh, so moving on to, there's some background noise, but um, moving on to question four, uh, what can you do to support protocols as they move through the stages from building the product to uh, bringing it to market or finding perhaps even product market fit? So all the people that are applying for grants to the treasury, uh, how can you bring them from product to market fit, essentially? And I'll start with you, uh, Davey, again. I actually had some interesting ideas on this one as well. I believe that it would be a very, very good idea to definitely get a Commonwealth forum established for Kajira so that everybody has an indefinite say in what's going on. It's a little bit more organized in Discord and Telegram because that can get quite hectic in discussions. And with a, a thoroughly moderated and efficiently organized Commonwealth, I believe that, that it could streamline at least the smaller voices to indefinitely be heard in at least a package setting so we know what's going on. Then we have Telegram channels. We already have amazing people like Daniel Lux, all these people, they always are on Twitter. They have amazing reach. I, I am literally always available on Telegram if anybody needs a DM. Discord, same thing. Basically, I'm immediately available unless I'm at my primary job in life, which is only eight hours every day, so it's not a big deal but I can answer messages there as well. But the whole entire efficient system is you have to have systems in place. As I said, when we were talking about milestones, that's when you want to articulate the progress of the project and go and assess with the senators, is this up to par? Is this exactly what we want? And then we ask the community, the feedback in the community is also going to be heard through everything. So it's going to co-mingle together. The senators are there to vet the project, make sure the funds are literally just getting allocated and growing the Kajira system, and the community is trusting in them to make sure that's happening. And I believe that a strong point we can use is building a every simple representations. Oh, you're jumping a bit out, uh, Davey. It's uh, difficult to hear the past 10 seconds or so. Oh, I was saying that that's how I felt on that one. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Same question for you then, Ryan. 
Yes. So what can I do to support protocols as they move throughout the stages? Well, I think it's first to reiterate what I'm going to be looking in a protocol. Um, it's, it's grit. It's grit like the Kujira team has. Uh, there's going to be unknown obstacles that every protocol and project is going to be able to face. And, and you want a team that's going to be able to rise up and overcome those challenges. Um, ability to kind of push along in a bear market um, and keep on building. So what I first want to do is, and this is a little bit of a reiteration from before, but it's that creation of a transparent process that goes over the whole grant reviews, each stage, each requirement, all the timelines. The Senate will be responsible for vetting each one um, as they move along the protocol. Uh, further due diligence will be done. Um, and the criteria that would be uh, evaluated um, needs to be properly defined for the community. We need to make sure there's a culture fit. We need to make sure there's a market fit. Um, the team, the tokenomics, uh, from there, it's governance uh, of the Senate, uh, working with a scope in mind of making the Senate Community Fund perpetual um, so that it continues to grow and support the Kujira community, um, not just now, but in years to come. Thank you. Fantastic. And the final question from the from Team Kujira that, uh, and I want to move fast over these because one, uh, you had time to prepare, but second, also I can feel that the community is having a lot of questions, so I want to make sure that uh, we have a lot of time for that. The final question from the Team Kujira is: How will you ensure the community's voice is heard and amplified through yourself? And I'll start with you this time, Ryan. Yeah, I would propose that a um... A website is created um, where it's very much clear um, of what the grant making process is. Uh, any resources that you may need um, is easily available. And then uh, another page, which is a transparent review of um, all transactions, um, the investment process, um, what has happened. Um, I envision the community pool looking like um, looking like a J on a on a uh, line graph, where uh, disbursements will initially outpace the returns. However, over the long term, um, in the creation of creating a perpetual kind of pool, um, returns will definitely be able to outpace um, further disbursements. Thank you. Cool. And Davey, you're up. If your audio is uh, working, <laughs> you're on mute, Ryan. Oh, sorry, not, not Ryan. Davey. Ah, sorry, you've been requesting to speak. One second. Davey, are you able to speak now? Anyway, as I said in the previous question, the Commonwealth would represent a good portion of amplifying the common and what they want. 
while also streamlining coordination between the protocols in milestone retrospect. Another idea you could do is establish some kind of incentivized bounty board with a listed tier of priority projects that should and want to be built with a bonus allocation on uniqueness and completion of said project if they if they pretty much exceed the expectations of the overall project wanted. So if they come, they build a project and it's actually even more than what we requested, there would be a little bit more of a bonus. This would ensure that there was some kind of efficient systems in place to get developers to come over to the Kajira, aligning our funds and growing it. While simultaneously, we should also be open to the fact that Bo does allow outside incentivization. I believe that partnering with new protocols would allow us to also grow our fund markets in ways that we haven't looked at, as they could also coordinate and give us an allocation of tokens. Things like this are many ways to build the treasury over time. As I was a very, very hardcore Terra user, I was very into Apollo's method on how they built the treasury. Honestly, it was going well until, you know, Terra's implosion. If Terra had never imploded, that treasury would be well in excess of at least 20 million today. It started with 10 million, and it was because of strategically sound initiatives in the beginning that for very small amounts of the funds, it was able to rapidly outgrow. Just like he said, a J pattern. We could get that from simultaneously protocols and strategic initialization of allowing protocols to initialize our pools. There are, there's many things we can do in DeFi that can increase the capacities of things we haven't even looked at yet. <laughs> Sorry. But as a sure. still there? Yeah. You're you're right there, Davey. <laughs> yeah, almost dropped my phone. <laughs> yeah, basically the way to amplify people is you gotta let them speak. You gotta let them be heard. Kajir's done a very well job of that. The Telegram channel's over 8,000 people. Discord is lively when you put up any kind of proposal. I believe a Commonwealth would do very well. But I believe that the senators should be as easily accessed, too. They should be able to receive DMs if requested. You know, they should speak to the people. I'm always in the community. I come from a retail-oriented experience. I'm basically a manager of a retail environment. So when I when I say I know the retail end, that's exactly what I'm speaking from because I come from the retail. So I believe that I do know that the small guy's interests matter just as much as anybody else. That's how I feel on that question. Awesome. So I want to open up the floor, guys. And uh, just like yesterday, I will ask the first question because that's the privilege of being the host. But uh, feel free to raise your hand so I take notes of who uh, wants to ask a question. Um, you can do that Before now. You do can I? Um, do you mm -hmm. mind if I ask? Uh, sure. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Are you still planning on? Were you at, going to ask number six, the last one? That's actually a question for me. But yeah. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Sure. Go ahead. We can uh, we can talk about that one also. Um, so that's a that's a question that uh, that I. Uh, defined, uh, I guess you can say, uh, because to us uh, here at the Cosmos Club and for me personally, uh, Kajira is very special. Um, it's very unique in many ways. And I think a lot of people can 
can follow that train of thought at least or uh, yeah has sympathy for for that feeling so um so what makes Kojira special for you guys and um how would you make sure to keep up and improve on and double down on that uniqueness? So I guess, Ryan, since you asked the question, asked we asked the question, uh, I'll start with you. Sure. Thank you. Um, so what makes Kujira unique and what makes the Kujira Senate unique is that each Senate member will bring a certain skill set to the table whether it's their experience, their technical expertise, contacts, um, and even insights. Um, as we've seen with, even with FTX, um, regardless, even if you have a great product, if you don't have the right checks and balances in place, the right governance and systems in place, fraud can occur. So, um, what I find is some of the other candidates, um, they have some unique uh, skill sets very different uh, than mine. Um, I don't have a technical uh, background, um, but what I can be able to bring to the table is uh, a operational and governance perspective, and I think that would create a balanced uh, range of skill sets for the Senate. Thank you. Awesome. And I guess same qu same question for you, uh, Davey. Uh, this is actually quite a personal one because uh, I've known the Kajira team pretty much since they started right on Terrace when I got to know them. But it's from actual personal things I've just seen the team do behind the scenes that make it special. Because I can tell you right now, every single protocol on Terra that I invested in went to zero. And then they, uh, there was really nothing. That was it. My bag was destroyed. That, that, that wasn't Kajir. Kajir migrated everything, made everybody whole, and they, they didn't even have to. They could have done what every other protocol did, but that's not the credo. But it was more, more than that. It was being invited into discussions on SQG when it was first being created because I just knew a lot about DeFi. That was special to me. It was when Dove made a user whole because he made a mistake. That was special to me. It's small things like that I never overlook, especially in people. Because if you're investing in something, one thing I like to invest in is the people behind the project. And I've seen things that this team has done that no other protocol has. That's what makes it special, and that's why I doubled down. Every single Kajir token I have is locked until the year 2024. <laughs> so I'm here for the, the long ride, no matter what, anyway. And uh, I've only purchased more Kuji the entire time. I never even sold the top. That's how much I believe in it, because I, I know that it's worth more and taking profit on something. Instead, the long-term goal is exceptionally more brilliant. I think that we can get something even more spectacular if we just ride that out. Beautiful. I can see uh, wrecked validators uh, already on the line here, so I'll approve your request now. I know you have some good questions, my friend. So are you able to speak wrecked, uh, speak wrecked validator? 
I can see you are muted. Yes, yes, I'm here. Hello, guys. Thanks again. Welcome back. Yep, thank you. Uh, I got a bunch of questions, but we'll start with an easy-ish one. Say, okay, you're elected a senator. New proposal comes in. Give me your like breakdown, how, how you attack that pro- proposal that comes in. What do you first hone in on? What are important to you? Uh, and then I'll go with a bunch of follow-ups. Anyone can answer. This is an open mic now. So, Davey and Ryan, can, you just chip in. Yeah, I'll, I'll take ah. the first stab at, at this. Um, well, um, we would look first at the, probably the cultural fit. Does it stand for the same beliefs that Kajira has? Um, a market fit. What is it solving? Um, we look into the team, um, the background, their experience, previous um, pro- projects, how everything worked, the f- financial impacts of the investments. Does it make sense? Is it a good investment for the community? Um, both financially and non-financially. And it's important to um, weigh all this with uh, the risk. There's um, reputational risk uh, involved as well, too. Um, Say if project uh, gets rugged um, or or something like that, um, that hurts the whole ecosystem. Can I I jump in there before you go, Davey? Oh, yeah, I zoned out for a sec. At the very end there, when I was thinking about how I was going to answer it. Yeah, let me just I, up with Ryan, and then you can answer. How you go, though. Cool. All right, so, Ryan, what kind of projects do you think fits the mold for Kujira? I mean, do you have an idea of things that wouldn't fit? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would like, and this might be a little bit biased, but... Um, NFT projects, I don't really have any um, associated real value to it. Um, now, I know value is very kind of at the eye of the beholder, um, but it needs to be able to kind of provide even a value to that person holding the NFT. Um, so I, I wouldn't want just crappy every nft community kind of just uh, spamming uh the ecosystem um i would want to make sure um that if a project say it brings in usk and um that it's not creating a um a financial leverage product that could hurt the usk peg for example uh would be another thing that would be um on our on the radar to exclude okay you're good there you're good all right i think i definitely got an interesting way to answer this question because he brought up nfts ironically rusty my main man below me knows that I've probably spent him an ungodly amount of DMs about NFT-related chats. (laughs) So I know a lot about that. I'll add an example on there on how you could build a successful NFT project that actually has full utility. But first, I'll answer the question on how to attack the uh, proposal. Basically, the way I'm going to look at it is it's straight-up business. These are our customers' funds that have to be protected at all costs. And what amount are they requesting? What are they building? And is this long-term going to pay off in the end for the chain? Is it going to 
make more than it takes to build it. And um, basically, overall, what is the utility usage to the Kajira network itself? Because we do have needs. Let's be honest, the chain still has quite a few protocols that we could use. Now, not, uh, the prime example of what we don't want is to be like Binance Smart Chain with um, orange swap, monkey swap, pink swap, God knows swap, every swap in existence to known to mankind swap with ETC insert random inflationary token. That, that is absolutely what you don't want. You don't want, why, why would you want inflationary tokens? What's to stop a protocol launching on Kajira from taking the Kajira token itself, wrapping it while it's staked in a contract, and then using that as its protocol token? That would be synergistic to the Kajira network because everything would be routed through Kajira network. That'd be one way to combat that. But as we're saying, we're attacking that proposal. As you said, I've given a prime example earlier about modifying the Beluga contract to only make the developer already will have been vetted. It will be voted in by governance. They will only have one recipientating address where the money will go so that we can track everything. That's one way to combat the risks associated with the funding proposal. And as I said, allocation of the funds. It's, it's a lot like saying, example, Black Whale, they request this much, but was, it, was the project worth this much at the time? Is just an example. Could we have done it for less is another example. We have to always weigh the pros and cons on those kind of things when we're tackling a funding project because you can definitely overspend. I'm going to give another example, Juno and Loop and Talus. Both are terror projects that Juno spent a ungodly amounts of money on and they did not draw the capital back for the investment. It actually sank Juno in the investment. It hurt them. That's, that's exactly the things we have to watch for. And as you said, as you said yourself, Ryan, what is the reputation of the team? Uh, Loop has been on EOS and Terra, has built exactly the same things, and still, both times, never achieved satisfactory results for what they built. So I don't understand when Juno looked at them and vetted the process. They didn't go to the reputational awareness and be like, well, this might not be worth the cost. You know what I'm saying? That, that's one way to mitigate it. You're absolutely right, right? I agree with you. You want to look back at the reputation of the team as well. Jira has an amazing track record. Look at all year long. I mean, I, I'm still waiting for Mars to release. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. Don't hate me for it. Uh, Mars has been building for a year now. But anyway, that's just an example. When it comes to you saying you don't want a bunch of spammy NFT projects, I have talked with Rusty because he actually worked for Knott's NFT. And he knows quite a lot about NFTs. This, this is a guy you want to ask questions to. He's launched quite a few successful projects on Stargaze. So I love to talk to him, pick his brain. But um, one thing I actually mentioned was what if nfts were backed by underlying assets this way is that this this means they'll never go to zero you know that's just one prime example anyway gonna let you ask more questions guys yeah i, I mean those were good answers we all love kujira uh i'm with you in that boat i think the the team's fantastic um 
I disagree with the NFT thing. Uh, you guys and the value of them and whatever. It doesn't matter. That conversation doesn't even have to happen because I think we're all, uh, you know, kind of in agreement that there, we don't need NFTs on Kujira at the moment. So whatever. For the that, record. That again. For the record right. stated, I am a Stargaze whale too. Okay. But so. So I, I love NFTs. Back, back to just, you know, how you would go about the proposal. Um, how do you determine if the value's correct? You know, they're asking for such and such dollars. You find the team to be well capable of it. Where are you, where, where are you guys getting your value of, of giving to that team? It's more or less comes down to like, how long would it take to make it back? Is like it's not like saying, oh, this is too much, but there are sometimes some projects that are just like, yeah, no. You just look at them, you look at the amount, and you're like, okay, uh, yeah, that's a little crazy. But that that's just the primary obvious examples I was giving is we're we're not dictating like, oh, this is just too much. We're gonna just throw this one away. That's uh, that's absolutely not what we're gonna do. As I said, it's coming from a business mind. We will absolutely take every chance to look at every single proposal with the exact same enthusiasm. But if there's one that sticks out that's like, I need $1 million to deliver like a bot, I, th- I think we could all agree and be like, uh, no. That's all I was getting at with that. Right on. Can I keep asking questions or do we have other people? Right. Yeah, it was open mic, so. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, the floor is yours, Reg Validator. Just uh, go nuts. Cool. All right. Uh, a question yesterday, Narwhal Validators brought up was about transparency with, um, you know, the Senate breaking down the, the proposals and, and funding applications and stuff. And one thing that someone had said was, you know, they would try and share as much as they could. And I had a follow up question. We didn't get to it at the time but what sort of things well i guess you guys would have to answer that first question but anyway let's just go let's just fast forward what sort of things do you think you would not be able to share i mean does would you think that the senate would want to dox builders and so i can understand that that not being shared but outside of that i don't see anything that couldn't be shared that was more of a statement but try and find a question in there No, but I think the question, uh, which is very legit, is um, is the uh, sort of uh, opinion around being doxxed and uh, singled out. And, you know, from all the history that we've seen, uh, Shade thrown at Kajira, um, what is the opinion of uh, of senators getting doxxed and uh, sort of personal, personally attacked, I guess? Uh, is that a fair way to phrase the question, Rick Valdez? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to dox the, the Senate. When when Narwhal asked yesterday about transparency of the Senate with the community, uh, you know, going across proposals, someone had responded, you know, they would share as much information as they could. But I don't then that got me thinking, like, what kind of information would not would they not want to share? I, I, I don't get that point unless they're doxing the team, you know, and so I can understand that not being shared. Right. Does that make sense, Davey or Ryan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I 100% agree with, you know, um, with the team um, being doxxed. I think that the, the Senate should absolutely know that the, the team, um, but they might not be able to share that information. As far as other things that might not be transparent, um, 
I think anything would maybe would be a gray area, maybe just the details of the um, contract or investment. Um, well, I mean, I think the price at which you pay it for should be definitely public knowledge. I think the liquidity term should be, you know, the vesting schedule should be public knowledge. I think the wallet ID should be public knowledge. I think it should be um, on the Kajira website. Um, it should be like Pul Pulsar, um, where you can see all of the Kajira wallets for each of its investments, and you can see the um, balance. Um, I think the only thing that would be tough to share uh, and would be uh, not transparent is anything that is not um, on-chain as of yet. Uh, what I mean is maybe a, uh, an investment into a project is done, but the project doesn't have a, uh, a token uh, with it or it hasn't uh, gone live with anything yet. So right now it's just a um, equity position. That would be the only thing that would, it would be as hard to be transparent about on-chain. Yeah, my my answer to this question basically, I b I believe that certain people keep their identity pretty muchly alias because of certain litigational reasons. So if it's not on chain, as he said, Ryan, like you know names and such, that should absolutely not get out. But anything on chain should be transparent because it's on chain anyway. But while it should be, as I said whitelisted and addressed, people should be able to check that one wallet that the money went to. And it's really easy to trace those funds if you just put some systems in place that make sure that the funds go to a developer we've already vetted. So I know that there are some teams that have been aliased, but no Team Kajira at events. So they've met in person, but on social media, you know them as a name. I do agree with sometimes identity that that's not on chain data that has nothing to do with the funding proposal. We just have to know the entity and that they're a true entity. And as I said, the money has to be transparent though. Th those wallets have to be tracked. They have to be traceable. Everything should be seeable. What's the point of blockchain if, if you can't see it, but that's what the Kajira finders for. But as I said, th those wallets would most likely be labeled. They're, they're whitelisted. They're, how can you not check that as long as there's an addressed whitelisted wallet? Normal user could just type that in, boom, there's the money. And if it's segregated from the main treasury, you can see the payment system, the history, the text, everything. I, I truly believe that always the funds should be transparent. As he said, if you invest into a project that isn't quite there yet, you should make it known that funds have been allocated to an upcoming project that should be announced, that funds were allocated for a proposed project that has not developed enough to be on chain yet. So the transparency is at least noted that there has been funds allocated to something coming. As long as the user knows where the capital goes, they don't panic because it's transparent. I would never want to lie to any of the Kajira members where any of the money went. Because look at FTX. That, that's some crazy stuff. But 
I believe I that's kind of how I feel about it. The money should always be seeable. So you guys would both want to dox teams in house. It'd be good as long as the as long as Team Kajira or at least somebody up there knows this team and knows their legitimate team. It gives the credibility and enough trust to the community to at least back it, hopefully. But I don't believe that like identities should be given to the masses and stuff like that. I just believe that the funds that are allocated should be seeable for the for the we're funding projects. So we should be able to see that we're funding projects is what I meant by that. It's hard to say, like, how far do you go into identities and all that? That's a very, very slippery slope in the entire crypto world, let's be honest. Because uh, tornado cash, all that kind of crazy stuff, people going this, that, it's weird. It gets really weird with identity issues. <laughs> so we probably would have to actually address that at some point. But I don't think that, yeah, it's a tough question, actually. I just, I do believe that the treasury funds should be seeable of what they're being spent to, at least in regard. So did you say yes to doxing the team or no? <laughs> I'm sorry. And then Ryan, when you're up, you can go, man. Well, I don't believe that everybody should have knowledge of team locations, names, stuff like that, where they could actually be found. That's crazy. It puts unnecessary risk on developers, unnecessary stress. Especially if these, if they have a legitimate reason to actually keep themselves, you know, like they don't want people to know that they're actively engineering in crypto for their own personal reasons. I can mm -hmm. agree with that. I can respect that. But I just want to know that the development team is legitimate. That's all. We just have to clarify that the actual team that we're giving money to is in some way legit as a human entity and not just one guy aka prime example solana the entire ecosystem was literally one guy like how would you go about that like request a, a github uh, you know and run through their projects something like that is that what you're thinking yes yeah, so, so something like to show like a history of actually work completed you don't necessarily have to know like where you live how old you are what's your credit card information what's social security what country you're from like that's crazy you don't need all that. What you need to know is have verifiable proof of history of work completed so there's at least some legitimacy behind the development, like reputational risks attached that we can assess on some way. Is this, per is this development team trustworthy? Like we have to have something that actually shows us this team can build. If they're a fresh team, this gets very difficult, though. Like a brand new team, like we're talking like Spectrum. On Terra, they're they're three guys, and they literally just came out of nowhere and just built their own protocol, and that they, they their identities are kept a secret. Things like that, you have to address too, and that's why I'm having the hardest part with this question, because how do you address a new team, as opposed to one that has built experience? You can actually retrieve the experience on, as you said, GitHub, or you know you could see something. Is all I wanted to see. Like, is there something that exists that you clearly see done, or is there some way that we can see some work on what your credentials do? Is what I'm getting at. We just want to see the credentials that you can complete the project. That's all. 
Gotcha. So then, yeah, you're not trying to dox a team then. So your answer is no. And then, yeah, Brian? I, I, I don't want I don't want anything to happen to, uh, what's his name, Jacob, where you, you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> That's the primest example you can give. Something like Jacob happening where somebody was doxxed, they go to their favorite restaurant, they don't like them, something crazy happens. That is not part of the Kajira beliefs. There's no hate and violence. It's literally written on the creed. So, yeah, it'd be best to keep their identities to however they like. But we should be able to at least gain the credentials. But I'll allow others to speak. I'm sorry about cutting you off. I feel that um, not everything is going to be the same. Given this kind of uncertainty with the regulatory environment, I get why teams may want to be hidden um, or more behind the scenes. Um, although it is the responsibility of the Senate to do due diligence. Um, so I, I think um, I would definitely be supportive in making sure that the Senate knew exactly who the team is. Um, you know, I think there's going to be um, there's going to be instances where there's maybe varying de- various degrees of um, say background check that uh, that was done, um, or you know we can verify experience, uh, we can verify um, certain things. I think that this information should be transparent back on to that Kajira kind of website so that you can. Look at each of the investments, and um, with any investment, they're not all the same. You can't pick the number one in the draft just because you know um, it's exciting that they, they score a lot of goals and expect them to be the next superstar. Um, it could be somebody picked in the seventh round. Uh, you you never know. It's important, though, to understand the risks. If, you know, it's better to know the risks than to not know them. And so, overall, I, you know, I'd rather overshare and say, all right, well, there's a known risk here that, you know, we only have so much information on this person's background. Um, or um, experience. We'll have to share that because we can't always get everything and that needs to be transparent. Okay. So you're saying, yes, you would want to know, you would want to know the To team. a varying degree and that degree that we are able to verify, we share that with the community. Okay. Cool. Any other questions, uh, Rec Validator? We, otherwise, we got Michael, who is requesting to speak also. Good questions, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I got questions. Do I have to get down? I mean, he can come. Can he just come up and ask them? And I'll think yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Michael, I'm improving your request. And then, uh, yeah, just jump in, uh, Rec Validator, when, uh, when it's natural, if you have any, any other questions that come up. I do have a hard stop at the top of the hour. Fair enough. Okay. We'll, do, we'll just grill Davey then. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, you're on. I'll, I'll keep these really, really quick then. Um, so three, three questions. 
first one would be actually it was brought up like focus area that you know each each member would have sort of focus area within the, the senate and uh, that makes sense um so i was just kind of curious as to and, and as making at least one sentence or one word of like what would be your your focus what would you kind of tend to focus on uh within the senate and on what would be my main focus um would be basically um governance outlined of um policy uh procedures um make sure that you know security is number one uh there's proper checks and balances in place people have uh appropriate authorities to do and those authorities are outlined and established and overseen um that would be my um primary focus basically my primary focus it comes from an extensive knowledge of knowing a vast amount of the DeFi protocols, bridges. Basically, what I bring to the table for the Kajira Senate is where they make up strengths in organization. I make up strengths in being able to diversify that treasury on a higher thought put and actually make money from it if it's sitting idly. We could do that, especially with allocations, incentives from new protocols. If you got those. You could literally build LPs out of them, generate fees that go to QG stakers and everything else. So if we're looking at DeFi applications that apply to Kajira, I'm more suited to understand that technical part. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and then the, the other one that came up yesterday was, would you guys think, yes or no, would you guys uh, think the Senate should be paid um, and, and in regards to payment and uh, those, yeah, paying Senate members? Wait, was that question uh, if the senators w should be paid or not? Yeah, yeah. If if you guys believe the senators should be paid, I personally will take no payment. I don't want a payment. This is something I'm doing because I actually care quite a lot about the Kajira chain and the developers because they're they're some good people. I um, I think everybody on the Kajira. Um, Senate um, will have a personal um, vested interest in the Kujira token and price appreciation. Um, I think if the role uh, requires a significant time commitment, then possible, um, but uh, for something that's um, a minimal time commitment per week, um, I don't think so. Okay, and then my final question would be, uh, just where do you guys see this governance going? Again, going back to yesterday, I'd asked a similar question, but um, you know, it's a unique, it's a, kind of a new thing within the, crypto space, this whole idea of the Senate and uh, the kind of governance structure that it seems to be building with Kajira. And so just kind of curious as to where do you guys see that developing in the future? How do you kind of see, um, you know, Senate members coming in and out? How you see sort of the community, uh, what your vision is of having, you know, the community holding Senate members to account? 
uh, holding projects to account. You know, you guys are thus holding projects to account along with the community. How do you kind of see this relationship and this sort of governance structure forming and blossoming in the future? Well, I think it's important. Um, I think long, you know, long term in perpetuity. Uh, right now um, is is just kind of that building the, of the foundation of the Senate, where a lot of the um, strategic um, initiatives will be um, outlined, um, where we can focus on where the Senate will take um, the community, um, not just this fair market or the next bull run or, or wherever. Um, we have a fiduciary responsibility to the community, and it needs to start with uh, that in mind. I'm just going to honestly say straight up, I, I have always loved the community aspect of Kajira since day one. I even actually started Kajira Deegan Syndicate to specifically help the average user, literally Deegan. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like senators are literally responsible for the growth. The initial stage of senators is a very important step because it's going to outline the future of the entire thing to begin with. If it succeeds, you could very well see even more senators applied because the Kajira chain literally expands to other chains with node networks, with outposts. There are so many potential things and potential rights and wrongs this could lead to. But at first... Excuse me, David. Do you, yeah. Sorry, to, <laughs> very sorry to interrupt. Ah, um, there you go, bro. I, I do have to I do have to run. I just want to say thank you everybody for the opportunity uh, to speak All with right. everybody and um, thank you again. Bye. I mean, I awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, you, Ryan. Thank you. So, Davy, the last man standing. You were about to say something, I think. Uh, no, I was actually just kind of wait drinking something. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Rick Valdez, you have your hand up, so uh, you can just unmute. All right, Davey, since we only got you. But I think you were the one that was saying that you saw, could see um, the need for other products and protocols on Kujira already. Can you share with us some of your ideas or, or some things that you think that is needed? Uh, absolutely. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. All right, I wasn't sure because I couldn't see the thing moving. Uh, like lending, something like that. There's absolutely almost little to no lending borrowing markets on the entirety of Cosmos. I mean, you have Ka you have Kava, Umi, and Secret Network. But let's face it, the liquidity is thin on all three. But that, as far as I'm saying, right off rip, a lending and borrowing protocol to allow another case use of USK is is there you know that's just one of many like and when we were talking about it you you had the suffered paying loans that actually could feed into an arbitrage strategy you could build something along the lines of arbitrage automating an arbitrage strategy 
there are many protocols that exist that are small and big. And I, and like, if you're really going into it, I've looked on many chains and taken so many unique ideas from each and every one of them. I, I mean, you have token sets that makes uh, token baskets of bonded, basically collateral objects. Who's to say that you couldn't make um, what I like to call a VPS share, a vault performance share that exclusively is only minted from a protocol based on profitable yield? So say you had ST, Atom, and Atom and an LP together, and they're generating X amount of token, you could back all this into one VPS token representative share that is tradable on FIN. It has another service. That's the way I'm looking at it is how many services and how many kinds of different systems can we build that interact with each other in the most synergistic way to actually make revenues? That's what I'm most interested in. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's that's actually why I was so stupid excited when they just listed B&B as a pair for collateral for minting USK. Hmm. Because if you go on Osmo and just take five seconds, I could name you five different tokens that can link you to 27 different chains. That's an amazing amount of integrational work that Kajiri could achieve in a very short time if you just look at the potentials. And, and that's what I was saying. Like, I would love to see a team like Spectrum Protocol come to Kajira and apply because it was a team that literally got down and gritty and was just delivering nonstop and kind of got shafted on Terra. Like we definitely need to be supportive of, of, of those kind of teams. That, that's what you want to see. They were delivering countlessly, man. We've had recently a pretty hot topic about using Luna as um... – collateral to mint usk where do you where do you stand with that trauma <laughs> no no lying trauma if, if there was such a risk uh, a risk averse effect if we're really that worried lower the minting amount for the collateral use a risk assessed basement on the actual asset collateral so that it can only mint 60 percent as opposed to 75 you got to cap it, you know? So instead of 1 million USK, it can only mint 200,000. You see what I'm saying? You have a tier risk averse because Luna, let's face it, that, that's got trauma written all over it still for a lot of us. But I'm not necessarily against a chain trying to come back from an actual absolute failure because there are no failures in life. There are only lessons. And if there's enough developers on Terra, I believe they could be successful. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, Luna is completely different than Luna Classic. So, yes. you know, we all know that, but not everyone knows that. That's my, my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in, there's no UST attached to the actual burn mechanism of the new Luna chain as opposed to Luna. Hmm. It's an interesting. It's very interesting and uh, very traumatic for a lot of people to revisit, for sure. But uh, I think it's a necessary discussion. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, good question, uh, Reg Validator. We have uh, others who are requesting to speak now, so I think uh, it's fair to pass on the mic. And I'll pass it on to uh, King Julian, who has been mocking me with my battery recently. But uh, <laughs> that shouldn't stand against him asking a question here. And you should be able to speak, King Julian. Yeah, I can see. You have the rights to speak now, but now you're muted. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, just everyone's yep. been very political on their answers, and I wanted to spice things up. Can you guys tell me in under a minute what was uh, your first rug for when you were first rugged, and also tell me how you handled that afterwards? Just like really quick, though. Binance Smart Chain. Pretty much the young bunny swap. <laughs> and how did I recover from it? Basically took all the remaining pancake I had, slapped it in cream, borrowed some BOD, BUSD about it, had a nice roaring bull run, recovered everything, and took it out. That's how I handled my rug pool. It was pretty ass, too. <laughs> That's why I said that Binance Smart Chain is like the absolute king of, like, copy pasta. Mm. Yeah. But I learned, I learned all my yielding on there, so... Very valuable experience. <laughs> Unless uh, you have more questions, King Julian, I'll approve uh, Gasmask, who's also revisiting us here. I think Gasmask, you were able to speak also. Oh, thank you. Um, so I have a simple question. I'm, I'm going to save my hard questions for old boy there. Um, but, um, you know, Rect and I talked a little bit, you know, about uh, started discussing, you know, some of the roles and responsibilities and, you know, um, this is a an inaugural Senate. There, there really isn't any um, onboarding process. And, you know, um, I liked how you said, you know, that we really need to set ourselves up if we, if we do this right, that we can be successful in the future. So I'm just wondering, um, what do you think is the first order of business? How do you see those first couple of days going? Maybe that those first couple of weeks going? Uh, we definitely have to establish the Commonwealth. That's a, that's a very big thing to me is allowing the little guys to get engaged in these these very serious conversations about fund allotments. They should know what's happening. They should have at least a forum that's organized that they could read it. Because, like, we love our Discord, we love the Telegram, but th those are channels where so many people can type at one time, at least with threads. It could be pinned. People don't have to necessarily be able to reply, but they can read all the necessary information. I believe that would help. But as I said, like, in the first few weeks, we, we definitely got to get the ball rolling and we just have to get the system in place. It, it's, we don't have a system in place. So it's, we're, we're definitely learning this for a first time basis by basically stepping right into the fire. <laughs> this is the way I look at it. You're stepping right into the fire in a brand new position that has not been done before. So let's have at it. And let's get everybody behind this and let's get the community and the Senate aligned. Because I truly believe Kajira's success basically rides on the alignment of everybody in it. Thank you, Davey. And I, I appreciate that answer. And I, I, I'm almost feeling bad for you now. You're, you're a one-man show and, and, and we're, we're allowed to kind of spit fire at you. So I, 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 I can only imagine how that's like. And this question was kind of... Um, directed at the other candidate so um but i'm interested on your take obviously and how do you feel about you know setting like how would you go about determining you know you talked about a lot about large grants and things like that and how would you go about articulating that you know to the community as far as look this is um what we're going to spend and this is how we over we we perceive the assets being um managed could you just maybe elaborate a little bit on, on how you see those, you know, the spending and the investment, how those, you see those being managed? 
because all of real, all the small investor wants to know is when when you're investing, you're like, what what is the investment for? You, you see, oftentimes a lot of these people following shill artists, they invest in a coin, they don't even know what the coin did. Uh, we can rectify this by clearly just writing a very simple explanation of the protocol, what it brings to the table, why we're actually investing in it, and what it's going to do for the network if it achieves the success we need, if that makes sense. So basically, what we write right to the Kajira community is, hey, we funded this protocol. This is what the protocol is going to bring to you guys. And then you, lie, you, you lay out the entire thing right there for them. You know, there, there's no problems in the world being transparent with the community when you have to be saying, like, we funded this protocol because we believe it could do this for the Kajiri community. And all I want to see is everybody succeed. So with the alignment of protocols, everybody will benefit with the right decisions. Thank you, Davey. Appreciate the answer. Right, you're welcome. Awesome. Moving on to, uh, I believe, Novel Security Association, NSA. Uh, was also back from yesterday. I just accepted your approval. Uh, your request to speak. What's up for me? Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I, it lagged a little. Sorry. So, uh, simple question: If say you're on the summit and you experience one of the other senators uh, working against the best interest of the chain. How would you go about handling that? Uh, it's got to be addressed. That would definitely have to be something that you'd probably speak with the main Kajir team on advice from, because I look to Dove and them as mentors on the entirety of this. You would want their opinion on if there's a bad actor, and then you would, you're going to immediately address it. I'm not going to sit by and let anybody rob any of the Kajiri community, especially if I know they're doing bad intentions. It's just not, it's not in me as a person. And I know that it's not in the team as persons. And I know it's not what the, what the community voted for. There, there's no, there's no actual hesitation in the world that that person should be removed if they are found to go against us. Okay, so, so your answer here is you would go, first you would go to, to the team, right? Yes, I would, I would want their advice on the matter, and then I would talk. If you know it's specifically a senator, you have some, some adequate proof of this going on, you really don't know if any of the other senators are involved. You don't know how, where, how much it's involved. As I remember sitting in yesterday, somebody was talking about but well, what happens if a senator is bribed? That was a great question that hasn't been brought up here. Because that's a very serious question. What happens if a senator is bribed? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah you know, but like, like that, 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 that is basically my question, right? You, you see yeah. something that's against the, the general good interest of, of the chain, right? So my, my, the, the reason why I'm asking is, uh, at the end of the day, it's the community that votes yes. in and out these people. And yes, it has this, to be brought to the community. Yeah, yeah. And this also go back, goes back to my question from yesterday to, to the other uh, uh, candidates that I'm looking for transparency throughout the whole process. And, and at what point do you as an individual 
tell the community that, okay, we have a senator that is working against the best interest of, of the chain, right? At what point do you tell them? <laughs> uh, the point as soon as actual credible proof is found is the appropriate time. As soon as you are no longer going from a point of speculation and there's adequate evidence is when you should be transparent about we have found sufficient evidence to align our words against the said person. You can't just accuse somebody of something. You have to find the evidence that proves they committed it. And once it is proven, there should be no hesitation. Absolutely none. Thank you. Thank you for your answer. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Good gas mask to answer that question, too. I don't think he got that one, did he? He's up here again, so he's free. Uh, we can fire at him. Uh, let him be the wingman of uh, Davy here. <laughs> I, I'm perfectly fine with that, guys. So unless uh, anyone has something against it, uh, let's roll. Can I really follow up before, before uh, Gasman goes? Can I just follow up on that question real quick? Because um, we just talked about talked about doxing projects, um, and you know, I think the consensus from people who spoke today seems to be that you know the the actual the the, the technical aspects of the project ought to be doxed, but the individuals behind them ought not to be. But then, in terms of um, uh, what Narwhal just asked about you know, preventing things like bribery and things like that. Like, what are your guys' feelings now to the gas mask and uh, David, what, what are you guys' feelings about um, senators being docked, at least their their wallets and and also the wallets of these projects that so we can see the funds and where they're going and where, where, these, where these projects are going back and forth. And what are your thoughts on that? What are your feelings on that in terms of um, senators having a certain transparency with their own um, you know, it's a, you know, they're they're being given a responsibility, and and what are your thoughts on yeah, some sense doxing senators again? Maybe not names, but um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I have absolutely no argument. If somebody wanted to see my wallet transactions to confirm, and also whitelist my wallet to confirm that there was no incentives, that doesn't bother me at all. Because I said I didn't want any payment for this position. I don't believe in that. I don't want to extract value from the Kajir community in any way. That's not what I'm about. And I would be, at least in my own personal answer, be perfectly fine if people checked my wallet. I'll even give it to you guys if you want to go look at it. And go right in Kajir Finder. Go check all of them. Have at it. Have fun. Go dig up all in there. You ain't got nothing to hide because they ain't done nothing wrong to the Kajir community. And I believe that every senator should be like that. But I'm I'm not I can't speak for everybody individually. I just know that my actions I would be perfectly okay giving all my wallets out and labeling them because there's nothing really to hide there. <laughs> I just so want to approve it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So was that a two part question? As far as um, do do as far as doxing the senators, and then was there another part on that as far as doxing some of the uh, the the individuals involved with the grant request. Well, we had earlier asked them, you know, about the docs of other the projects with the grant request. But I suppose, yeah, I suppose a two part question of, um, you know, 
doxing the, the walls of the grant request project uh, that have been approved, and then also um, doxing the walls of the senators or um, certain aspects well, of the senators. I just had an idea, actually. A thought process is I mentioned earlier that if we modified the Beluga to allow escrow payments, this means that governments votes in one address for the project being funded. And that is a whitelisted address that could be tracked to where all the recipients funds with. What you can do is if senators are in agreement with this funding proposal, that they can also simultaneously have their wallet addressed attached to this so that there is no actual conflict of bribery. It's just an idea, though. I mean, it's an entire, like, even, I think I had a talk with Hans the other day. He said this is one of those tricky, long, I don't know how many, how to say it. It's one of those really crypto-related things that hasn't been quite solved yet, that I'm trying to articulate a system that would help solve it in some way. I can see uh, Ryan is back. So unless uh, you, um, yeah, maybe Ryan, if you heard the question, you can uh, you can also answer it. Then uh, I got old Kuchi, who's been uh, waiting for some time, and I'll approve your request. And then I see you, uh, Reg Validator, who's raised your hand. So that's just a flow of things now. I missed the question. Do you mind repeating it? Yeah, I can't remember uh, who asked it now. <laughs> yeah, re really simply, just um, we talked earlier about doxing. I'd love to still also hear from Gas Mask on this as well, but um, we talked earlier about doxing the the teams behind the project seeking to build on Kujira. Uh, but, uh, and then we started talking about um, the risk of, say, a team bribing a senator in order to uh, get through the process or get some sort of benefit uh, throughout the process. And so my question was, you know, what, what is your feeling on actually doxing the senators and some of the, the tech aspects of senators, say their wallet, wallet addresses, um, just so that people can kind of see in full transparency, um, how, you know, what senators are actually doing on chain. You bring up a, uh, a great point. Um, I think it needs to be addressed. I don't know. I don't have the perfect solution to it. I think it needs to be debated and determined uh, approach because each way is a little bit different. But um, it's kind of a balance uh, of going back to a previous question, if the senator should be paid. So say if they're not paid. and um, Maybe they're um, moving forward with an investment um, or they vote favorably towards a investment um, because they, they're going to get an allocation to that project. Um, there's a thing um, going back to uh, that transparency. Um, so... I guess um, it, the structure and the governance that needs to be put in place um, needs to define this. And clearly, um, 
spell out um, things like this. What are going to be, um, what can the senators do and not do? Can they make uh, co, you know, investments along with these projects? Um, do um, our wallets are going to be needed to um, be doxed? Um, it's all about what's great when you bring a unique, uh, diversified kind of group of people together, it's going to create checks and balances. Um, so that if, if you decide one thing, you can put some type of check um, in place to in, prevent any type of manipulation or anything like that. Um, if everybody from the Senate knew each other, um, maybe they'll, you know, maybe you could probably work a way around of figuring out how to get around certain things. Um, but going back to your question, I think it needs to be um, formatted or basically formalized really what is going to be the, the policy uh, for items just like this. No, that's a, that's a very, that's a, that's an interesting question. And, and, um, you know, I appreciate both answers. If, if I understand Davey correctly, you know, he's of the, of the mind, I've got nothing to hide. Um, and I can respect that. I, 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 I lean more with, um, with Ryan on this one in that I would need to actually see the pros and the cons and, and determine that it is in the best interest of the community that this be done. As far as exposing wallets and that, I mean, there's creative ways around that. You can establish multiple wallets if you're up to unscrupulous um, kind of activities. And so I don't necessarily know if, if, if there's the benefit there that we're talking to. And then as far as, um, you know, doxing backgrounds and resumes, I mean, part of me wants to because I'm proud of my background and, and it would show the experience that I bring and, and how I could help this organization get established. Um, but right now I, I, I would have to actually work with the Senate and say, okay, what are all the pros and cons are doing this and does the pros of it outweigh the risks? And we have to establish, you know, what those risks are. Um, you know, in the real world, we're all docs, but there's something about this, this Twitter land that, that, you know, just makes us a little bit nervous about putting our identities out there and the ability to be harassed. So again, I just would want to make sure that the pros outweigh the cons and the risks. And then as far as, you know, interest in that, um, you know, those are those are great discussions that this initial um, Senate is going to have is essentially developing this conflict of interest and being able to identify exactly what it is and what it isn't that we're allowed to do. And does is there a competing interest in there in, in the Senate that's stopping them from, you know, being able to use um, unbiased judgment? And then there's also, well, what if you have a couple people on the Senate all that are supporting the protocol? And, and so now you're starting to deal with controlling interests and, and technically you don't want that. So your conflict of interest statement should discuss a lot of these things and can evolve over time as new and emerging needs come up and the Senate determines, hey, you, you know what, this has changed. And now we hadn't we hadn't you know, there, there's going to be things that come up that we, we necessarily didn't plan for. And, and the beauty is, is that we can really create this any way we want with 
with the numerous foundations that I worked for, there's a saying in the foundation world that if you know one foundation, you know one foundation because they all service different communities. They all service different needs. They all have different missions, but what's consistent is standards and that they have these policies and these best practices and these procedures in place that ensure trust on the community. And it's up to the Senate to develop those um, different um, those different documents that work best for us and work best for the community. We know what to do, but we're, we're not necessarily going to know exactly what goes in these documents because this is a unique um, governing body that is trying to do unique things. And so we got to make sure that it's crafted exactly for what it is that we're expecting it to do. And like I said, while the standards are there, how it's going to look like should probably be debated because there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer to some things like these. So I, I hope that helps, Rec. Yep, that actually helped a lot. <laughs> I agree that it should be something debatable. That's kind of what I was trying to say when I said I have nothing to hide. But ultimately, I was trying to say a system should be built that makes this process easy to implement. It should, it should be clear when somebody is crossing those lines of the conflict of interest and, and the rest of the senators should hold them accountable. And some of them are going to be as simple as, hey, you know what, you need to step back from this because you just have too much of an interest. And, and others are going to be, um, you know, when we talked about the, 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 the taking payments, I, I mean, Davey said it perfect. As soon as we have proof, it's up to the Senate as far as our fiduciary responsibility to implement that conflict of interest and said, hey, this is this is this is the thing that's been broken and, and this is easily laid out what happens. And so, you, you know, that that document will evolve and it'll it'll clarify, you know, these type of situations. There are some things that you can put in there right away that are, are very clear. And then the other ones, the ambiguity stuff, um, again, as long as is the, the mission of of the um, Senate is not compromised, then it's still things need to be disclosed. There is a conflict of interest statement that you as a senator should fill out whenever there's a protocol or whenever you have something to do with whatever the grant is, that should be disclosed. Um, and that allows the rest of the senators to say, okay, you know what, he's given us this information that he's involved this or that he has this involvement, but we still feel comfortable that he can use his um, unbiased Better. judgment and make it <laughs> on, the, uh, on the grant. And so that's part of that transparency. And if you find out that committee members or, or Senate members are involved with things and they're not disclosing that to the um, to the Senate so they can make a decision on whether his decisions should be included in the ultimate decision, then you've got somebody that's breaking the conflict of instance, which is grounds for immediate removal. That should be laid out in the conflict of interest statement. I can agree with that. That was well said. Agreed. I think, uh, old boy, you've been uh, very patient and uh, I think you have the rights to speak. You just need to unmute yourself. Patience comes with age and I'm fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this has been another great one tonight. Last night's was great as well. Um, the more I listen, the more, the more, um, complex this could become um how I've, I've spent quite a lot of my career developing strategies and processes and procedures and things um and 
simplicity at the outset is always important. And I mean, David, we've had loads of conversations, some of which have gone right over my head because you're far, far cleverer than me when it comes to yield, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, but I mean, my, my initial thought is that our first responsibility should be to remove some of the strain from the core team. Um, and to improve some of the uh, due diligence around any um, grant um, requests or you know protocol proposals, etc. So I'm I'm nervous of the the, the you'll never get the silver bullet. And I think Ryan, you said it very well as well. It's you know it's a dynamic developing thing. Um, Whoever is voted onto the Senate, I think it's important to 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 to, to set the building blocks um, and not try to to go for Nirvana straight away. Um, and I think that has to be guided by um, some founding principles, some 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 rules of engagement. Some you know, if people are given. Uh, if it's easy and you know it's not it's it's not um, looked down on for you to say actually I'm going to abstain from this one because there's a slight conflict of interest, then it should be open and transparent and that should be okay. Um, but my my I, I'd just like to get get um, I suppose Ryan, you're back Ooh. now. So Davey, not just on your own. Gas mask. I'm not going to ask you in case you ask me horrible questions tomorrow. Um, but, but how would you envisage building those blocks slowly? Because a little bit like um, so, Code Hands when he was talking about US cases, you know, we're going to we're going to have a maximum one million because we're going to be careful with it. We're we're going to we're going to proceed with caution, proceed with speed. You know, ship like mad, but. Um, just be careful and 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 not over not overcook this shit because we could end up we could end up debating the the processes for for fucking weeks and getting nowhere. Um, and uh, sorry, that wasn't me swearing. I've got a dog that swears that's in the room. No, old boy. And I mean, you bring up great points, and you know, to be honest, um, that's part of why I'm running. I've seen organizations start and not have proper um, governance policies, procedures, documents. And honestly, it could become messy quick. There's the grant administration process. You know, we talked a little bit about the payments yesterday. And, and one point that, you know, when, when Daniel and I were discussing is that, you know, I work for a foundation that has, you know, teams, um, you know, some of them range from 10 to 20 people that their main job is implementing and supporting the grant process. And then working to give the board all the information that they need, whether they're, they're running reports, whether they're running financial documents. So the board isn't working necessarily as far as doing the administrative work and things like that. They come in and they're just strictly business making decision. I mean, these are extremely you know busy professionals. And so I've seen firsthand how messy the process can get. Why? Because at the foundations that I worked with, that's why people came to us and gave us their money because everyone thinks, you know what, I'm not going to pay the 
2% administration fee and the half percent investment fee. I'm just going to manage my own investments and do this on my own. And then they do it for a year or two and see how unwielding it becomes. Um, so many things that they've got to do that they didn't consider it and it becomes a mess. And then, and then what, then we're sitting down with this, you know, quote unquote, private foundation with $5 million. And we're saying, come with us, we'll manage everything, we'll hold the board meetings, what you'll do is you'll show up, you'll make grant decisions, you'll do the check presentations, and then you're gone. All that hard work, all that sausage making is done behind the scenes. And so what I've seen is if you don't have certain um, policies in place, it can get messy. And, and one of the things I was talking about with David was essentially a spending policy and an investment statement policy. And that guides how much money you're going to be able to have allocation to essentially defining your budget again clear and transparent normally what i've seen in the past is there's a certain amount of of principle that is spent and they normally do a three-year look back so that you can ensure if there's any major changes in the market set at least you're getting a three-year average and, and there's ways that they determine how that's going to be invested ways determining how that's going to be spent when it is determined that okay, we're going to take from our budget in accordance with the spending policy, then those investments need to be turned into cash in case there's a quick depreciation. There is a lot of mechanisms go behind the scene to ensure that there's standards in place, that everything runs smoothly and transparently. So you got to have a mission. That's the first thing is you need to focus. It needs to be clear and it needs to be simple. And then you should probably have some roles and responsibilities laid out. So just like, you know, Rect and I were discussing yesterday that you know exactly what the, um, senators are going to do. And then you probably do need an investment or a spending policy. We, so we know exactly what our budget's going to be. And then to where Davey's point is, you know, this one's too much or that one's too much. How much is our budget to spend? How is that determined? Is that clear and transparent? So there's no question. And so there are some documents I feel in the beginning that need to be established just to make sure this thing doesn't get un unwieldy and messy. That's from what I've seen in my experience. And so there is going to take some time because there are going to be discussions when we're developing a conflict of interest statement. But these are all good questions that the community is having right now. So those need to be discussed and answered by by the Senate. And so I, if there and again, I don't if, if I'm elected, I don't I want to be just an opinion. I just I just want to give a little bit of advice based on my experience and qualifications. Um, but these are things that, in my opinion, are going to be have to be answered so that we can make sure that this 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 body is actually governable, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Do you want to pitch in, Davey, or are you good? <laughs> we got the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just... I was saying I actually enjoyed the way he said that because he brought up right. some of my points earlier, budgets and all that. The, the way I was trying to word it is there should be systems of checks and balances and they should be laid out for the future. As long as those pillars are strong, then that's what the success going forward is going to only build from. And, and that's absolutely true. And I absolutely agree with him when he says documentation laid out, rules and procedures, that, that, that is in every single financial institution on any planet, anywhere. It doesn't matter. There are always a system. And as long as we develop the, a, a, a fluid system that can adapt, I, I believe we have a great chance of success. Completely agree, man. Amen to that. Uh, Ryan, if you want to pitch in, uh, feel free. And now we also got Daniel, uh, who just... Uh, who just came on. Um, Daniel, is there a question also you want to ask? Or? 
I'll let Ryan go first, but yeah, I had, I had a question. Um, All right, yeah, I'll, I'll make it very quick. Um, what uh, excites me is the conversations that we're having. We're having the appropriate conversations that we need to be having um, in creating what uh, we want a um, this, the Senate should look like. Um, so I'm glad, and I think it's it's a community effort. It's everyone kind of coming together and um, with all their different skill sets <clears throat> and experiences and making the right strategic initiatives uh, and are very well thought out. Um, and I think that's what needs to be happening. So, uh, Daniel, what do you got? Should, shouldn't Daniel be jumping in on this conversation, too? <laughs> I mean, if you guys want me to, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Ask away. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, so, I guess... Um, one... So, for all of you, um, so, you know, the sign is just getting started, or being formed hasn't really been solidified yet and you know the concept's still evolving but for each of you i guess if there's one thing you want to accomplish within the next six to 12 months as part of the senate and i know this can change and be variable depending on what happens in the future but if there's one thing you want to make an impact with or just a few objectives what would they be because you know you've talked about you know transparency and um, honesty of the community, but in terms of the overall impact of the Senate itself, what would that look like? Oof. That's a nice question. <laughs> I think that the absolute biggest priorities for the Senate going forward is to get that foundation, those documents out, the manifesto, the goal, the vision, get the first series. If you're if you're saying twelve months, that's like got uh, five years in real life in crypto world. But the first year should be spent building that foundation. And the first few series of funds that come through, they should be helping us just get those rolling. The priorities should be put in place, the documents put in place, the vision is, the absolute necessity is the vision of it though. That, that's, that's number one. The Commonwealth, getting everybody able to speak, getting it all organized, written out, very clarified, very transparent, so everybody knows exactly how it operates, is how the machine begins. Once the machine begins and has an actual engine in it, and we start building onto it, it's running from an engine that has been built meticulously and well. We all know what happens if you have a bad one. You're sitting on the side of the road, calling somebody kind of upset. I've been there. Sucks. <laughs> I agree with you, Davey. Um, it starts with all that. Um, the Senate will need to be able to create a roadmap um, for the community. They'll need to partner with the right strategic 
either vendors or um, internal partners or to be able to execute on those items. I think it um, the creation of a grant making process, um, how it's going to be laid out is probably going to be um, one of the first things um, as long as uh, I would suggest having a transparent um, website of where the Senate is uh, in its roadmap, any committee uh, meeting uh, notes. I want to be able to share all the minutes from uh, any committee meetings that we do have. Um, the value of the community pool and any other, I guess I would say documentation as well too. Um, should all be easily available. Uh, and then I think from there, then you're talking about um, making a investment in a, a project, somebody's idea. That investment might not come to fruition until a couple years. You, you don't know. Um, you need to be able to think about the community pool in perpetuity. So what I would recommend is um, outlining a kind of an investment process um, with a liquidity kind of pro forma so that you have kind of a, a expected um say kind of like target of all right for this year we're looking to be out we the community pool is going to try to do i'm making up a number um ten thousand or a hundred thousand um this year uh and and next year it's uh maybe just a little bit more so that um it is spent fiduciary and the fact that it's not just spent in the first year. Um, you know how much is going to be spent um, coming up. So maybe if a project um, didn't have, win one year, uh, they come back to the drawing table. Um, they know that the Senate's going to have a, a new fund available for the following year, and they're going to want to uh, apply for that year. Um, I think all that should be uh, laid out. I can get behind that. It should be laid out. Another important part that we should add to the treasury funds, as you said, what is our objective should be like 10,000 growth. We should not underestimate also how do we maximize the funding assets that we do have in a safe hedged bet of no smart contract risk but still generating yield off of it that goes into the treasury that is still growing while we're waiting for a funding proposal to come through. So say, Adam, if we staked, I don't know, a hundred of them and they received X amount of airdrops over the year and we deposited all those airdrops attached to that wallet into the treasury, that is just another way that we can assess an additional possibility of revenue generations. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, 
I'm, I'm going to be talking about policies again and getting out, you know, five or six key documents that help ensure that we're upholding the utmost standards that are normally expected for charitable foundations and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm going to just kind of maybe veer off on something different because I haven't really talked about this yet. But I think one of the first things that we need to do as committee or as Senate members is really just get to know each other as much as we can about what do you bring to the table? Um, what do you consider your areas of, of expertise? Um, maybe what are some of your deficiencies and things that, you, you, you know, maybe you're not so experienced on and then start determining, OK, who maybe wants to take a lead role in helping us define this or helping us define that? Again, they're not going to be the decision maker, but they'll be the one that comes back to the board and said, OK, you know what? This is what I found. This is what I crafted. Let's look it over. Um, and then we're going to spend a lot of time just doing what we're doing here asking questions, asking questions, spending, you know, 95% of the time on, okay, well, what happens if this situation comes up or what happens if this situation comes up? And so, you know, spend a lot of time analyzing all these different what if scenarios and ensuring that you're putting in the proper um, policies that a not only prevent these things, but also even prevent the illusion of those things. And so, um, it's going to be a lot of communication to develop these things that ensure that we have the structures in place that like, um, like Ryan, or I'm sorry, was it Ryan? Like Ryan said that um, ensure that this thing goes on in perpetuity. When you're looking at charitable public foundations, they essentially have two functions. One is to grow the asset base. And number two is to give away people's money and have an impact on the community. And again, we need to ensure what are the what is the mission of the Senate? Are we tasked with trying to grow the asset base? And then what is going to be our strategy for doing that? Um, those are things that we need to clearly um, articulate and define. So then we know what we're supposed to be doing, focus like a laser on the mission and um, ensuring that there are safeguards in place and structures in place so that we're operating at the utmost standards. And there are a, a, a wide list of, of standards already out there. We just need to, to um, implement them and then craft them so they're perfectly designed for what it is that we're trying to do. And we just spend a lot of time communicating, getting to know each other. Um, there's a lot of different things that boards can do that we can't because we can't have cocktail socials and we can't have, you know, I mean, maybe we can have team Kujera come in and present to us, you know, what they're, uh, so we understand what their strategic plan, what are the things that they're focused on doing for the next three to five years. So we can ensure that the Senate is, uh, is aligned very closely with that when we're looking at grants and we're looking at different funding proposals. And so the, a lot of that first year is going to be just communication and question answering, going over a lot of these what if scenarios so we can ensure that the different documents that we have in place help us to address these things. And some of it might be, you know what, let's talk to the community. Let's let's get rec validator in here. Let's let's get is it Michaela or, or Michael? Let's get him because they're asking good questions that we need to consider to ensure that this thing is done right and it doesn't get messy and out of control. So that's what I see. The first one is going to be a lot. And then after we have all these things situated, then we work at the onboarding process so that we can ensure that new Senate members come in, are kept up to speed, that they're also um, introduced to the other other um, Senate members, getting to know each other's background. So then they can feel comfortable starting to speak up and make decisions because it's very intimidating being a new board member on a, um, you know, a lot of these boards roll off after 10 years. So you might have people that are on the board for eight years and here you are coming in as a newbie. And, and so those onboarding, these little cocktail, they just help them build the camaraderie in the team. So you can have open and honest discussions because that's what we're trying to do at the beginning and throughout. So teamwork building if we can do that getting to know each other these are the kind of things that i see envisioning 
um, in order to help us really create documents that are custom tailored for our mission. I'll just put it out there. I love talking. You can ask anybody in here, check their DMs. You might be able to tell. I, I, I don't mind either. So, <laughs> Like Narwhal, Daniel, let's see, Julian. Uh, yeah, I could name probably at least eight or nine individuals in here that probably have paragraphs for me. Well, and I can tell you the truth. If, if you know, <laughs> I'm, if, if y'all don't, you know, elect me as a senator, I am going to fully respect that decision. And I know that y'all are going to have done it in the best interest of this community. And I'm going to tell you, I am still here available if for some reason, you know, y'all just wanted a second opinion, you know, just to help ensure that this thing gets set up right. Because if we do this right, um, you know, as um, I, I hope it's Ryan, I'm, I apologize if I'm getting the wrong name. Like he said, this thing should go on in perpetuity. The amount of grants that we give should increase and the asset base should increase. And this is not easy work. I mean, look at what Osmos is doing and what they're paying. And there is a fee normally associated with this kind of work, especially when you get around the administrative side of things. And and, and, and so there, there are people that come in and do this professionally and manage all of that. Now, I don't want to get into Osmos and whether I think it's worth it because I do have a lot of got some opinions on that. But nevertheless, there is a value to a lot of this stuff. And that's where the whole concept of should, you know, senators be paid. Um, you know, normally the, the boards that I work with aren't paid, but there are budgets to get the board training. They go to different events, whether it's the Aspen Institute on Colorado to learn about different community initiatives, two gen approaches to solving poverty, a bunch of different things. So there are benefits to, and, and you know, I'm not certain if we're going to be able to do some of these really um, innovative things that create powerful boards that really understand the community. And, and so I, I just, even if I'm not on the Senate, I would love if we had these debates that I, you know, would still be able to partake and ask questions just to ensure that this thing gets, gets established. Right. Amen to that, man. I can see Rick Validator, you've been raising your hand for quite some time. So I want to pass on the mic to you. Yeah, man, my arm is tired. These guys have such long-winded answers. I swear, <laughs> I went through like five different questions now in my head because they just go and go. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> hey, you did invite me, Rex. So <laughs> careful what you ask for. So I got one last question, and then hey, and get this: I won't be here tomorrow, so somebody's going to have to come up and you know bust some balls, whatever. You know, ask some questions. I got you, old boy. All right. So being elected a senator, you know, we talked or there's been so many different conversations going back and forth of people, you know, you're going to be drive, the driving force of Gujira. I don't see it that way. I don't know if it's supposed to be seen that way. I think right now the, the, the job is to review funding proposals and, you know, vote on them and I think still incorporate the community. I don't think it should be a closed door discussion at all. You know, it should still be open forum for us all to talk. And then you guys go back in your chambers or, or, or you know, do whatever you do there. I don't believe that, you know, sp spending the community funding to, you know, to get more yield and this and that, whatever. I don't think any of that is on your your table or your plate at the moment. So I guess my question is, is what do you see as being? your job being an elected senator. I can take that. Um, so, well, I, I think um, 
The senators are going to be basically there to set the initiatives, set the strategic direction. Uh, for instance, what I mean, like, um, even in part of creating the government's information, I wouldn't be opposed to hiring a third party, um, you know, a consultant um, to help us uh, or, you know, guide us um, on what other best practices are out there. Um, and then propose that back to the community. Uh, so the Senate's role is to basically um, create values, um, the best values that, that they can, um, the governance, get that approved, and then systematically um, continue that same process uh, going forward and putting the appropriate procedures in place, and whether that's um, a subcommittee to review uh, grant-making, uh, whether that's um, a service that needs to be able to um, collect data um, or um, See, but Brian, advise us. Like yes. right, now, right now, I feel like you want to be elected to delegate. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, here's the thing about, uh, and yeah, so it's a fine line, right? So it's it's either you're delegating it, right, or you're doing it, right? So if the if the senators are there to come in and do the work, you know, write that, you know, write all the uh, governance docs. Um, I actually do believe that they should be reviewing the grant making process and everything like that. But I'm talking about like doing a lot of the administrative work, um, web, you know, building the website, you know, like all those kind of functions. I think that should be outsourced. I think if you're requesting or asking the senators to actually do that and build that their own time, and that's not a technical skill set that I, I have. Um, then I think you're almost asking them to um, for a paid uh, position because you're asking for a, a, a big commitment on their time. I think a committee, and, with, and that's just kind of what it is, like any board of director is supposed to do the oversight. They're not there to do the um the everyday work. They're supposed to provide guidance, provide connections. That's what they're there for. See, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that like that's a completely different take than I'm envisioning. Like I feel you guys are running to be the people to do that work. Um like I guess I guess I don't know. See I could go back and forth and make it a conversation, but I just, you know, it was more of a question and answer thing. Um, like the proposal process right now, somebody puts out their proposal. We get it, you know, their own channel. We discuss, everybody goes back and forth for a while and then it goes up for a vote. What difference do you see once the Senate's elected besides the website and all that stuff, which, you know, Brett will knock out, I'm sure, uh, you know, those type of things, but I don't see the process 
differing all that much besides the nine new senators having the vote. And if I'm wrong, then... No, I, 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 I think once, on. once established, um, yeah, I think the, it, it's a very uh, limited um, time commitment um, that is easily viewed kind of like um, it's a volunteer service. Um, if it's managing, you know, reviewing the, uh, the grants, um, making connections, uh, providing mentorship to projects, all that stuff, I think that is a part of the voluntary service um, a senator has to be an ambassador of the ecosystem. So I think you're right. There is a distinction. Yeah, I got you. Anybody else want to talk on that? If you, if you can I'll, I'll jump in, but I, I don't want to give a long-winded answer now. You're good. Um, I, you know, I'm just saying, I, as you guys go on and on and on where I was at, then I forget what I'm talking to, but go Correct. I, I think what, what's, we're having philosophical debates about what is the mission of the Senate and what are our roles and responsibility. And, and, and I know I keep talking a lot about impact and, and, and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm coming across as a driving force. And here's my experience. Whenever you're giving away money, you are having an impact. And unfortunately, you are a driving force. That's why these and we're looking to um, fund uh, grant proposals are going to have the intended impact on our community that we've identified as, as, as either um, a strategic objective of the team's a strategic plan, or we've identified that it's 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 in the wheelhouse of the Senate. And so as far as like the grant making process goes, what we can do is we can just create a, a, a well transparent, defined uh, um, process that ensures that as we become more um, um, used to um, processing grants that way, we can become very efficient. That you develop a, a a team of experts that is is has tons of. I mean, when you do this stuff, I've I've been reviewing grants for almost fifteen years. I mean, you it it, it becomes second nature. You know the things to look for, and so normally what happens is there's some sort of 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 metrics a, a matrice that determines okay. When you're reviewing this type of grant, whether it's a health and human services, here are the different standards that you look at. When you're reviewing education um, grants, here are the different standards that you look at. I imagine a lot of that's going to be with the protocols, if it's a security protocol or if it's this. And so we develop these these um, this matrix that has these questions that we're going to we're going to review and, and base judgment scores on that. So that's part of the transparency there. OK, so we know what the security um uh, uh, review process is going to look like. Maybe it's five questions, 10 questions. What kind of scale do we use? Do we use a Likert scale? Do we use an above average in number of stars? Whatever. It doesn't matter. We come up to that agreement. And then, so now we've got a numeric rating on what each grant comes according to the criteria that was set by the committee and with input from the community. And then on top of that, the Senate also has discussions based on that. It's not strictly numeric. You're done but you've done that and then there's conversation that happens. Normally somebody's recording that and then whenever you've made that decision, the community knows exactly why that decision was made. And like I said yesterday, they don't have to agree with it, but the process is so transparent. You can't argue that it falls in line with the mission of the Senate. And the due diligence was done. Here's the information. They discussed it. What more can you do? The committee's decision is final at that point. 
damn. <laughs> I just I just love gas mask when he's talking. I could just listen to him for hours and hours. I was trying to say the same thing, but just in less words. God. <laughs> well, we, we could have these are great questions. I'm, uh, I'm a co-host now, so watch out. He's an he is an exceptional speaker though. I, uh, I I warned you guys in the beginning that uh, if my battery was dying out, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but because uh, I'm going to get so much shit from Twitter now, but uh, I will invite someone to uh, to be a co-host. And Rick Validator, you have earned the right to become one. And I know it's a wet dream of yours to do that now that you can't join tomorrow. So uh, here you go, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, in all, in all seriousness, uh, I think uh, we have a, a new uh, person who is uh, raising their hand, which is CFI. And I'm just approving you to, uh, to speak uh, now. That will be perhaps even my last act here uh, for tonight. CFI, you're able to speak. We have competition now. Yeah, like, I, I would agree with what Ryan and uh, Gasmets have both said. This, like a senator-type position is, even at a volunteer level, is a fuck ton of work, by the way. Um, like having played on these committees, it's like the amount of work to manage the the um, the spreadsheet for the matrix that Gas Mass is talking about, as far as like just keeping track of who is doing what, getting all these projects. Like, let's say you're in a grants type of thing, getting them to respond back to you in a timely manner. Like here, you are giving away money, and then you're at begging them to send you this fucking information. The whole thing is just a nightmare, quite honestly. Um, and it's certainly. Um, uh, it's a type of work that is not really uh, like whoever does these jobs. It's a thankless job where like, you know, if something gets fucked up, everyone's going to blame you, but no one's paying you or like thanking you for your service really. So it's like um, at the end of the day, it is a, um, yeah, there is a limit like Ryan is saying uh, and also a set of responsibilities like gas masks saying that um, makes sense for the type of position that it is like when it's an unpaid position. And it's a lot more work than people think. It's, it's, it's like you have to set up weekly meetings and this, that, and the other thing. And it's time consuming. On the back end, even when you're not in the actual meeting, you have to like be organizing and doing a bunch of stuff. Um, anyway, just throw that out there that I would agree with both of them. Well, and I appreciate you saying that that is actually my background is I spent um, a little over 12 years as a grant manager for an organization that when I started there, I had about $400 million. When I left, with the worst, about $550 million. I oversaw a portfolio that had about $30 million of investments. When I started there, it awarded about $1.2 million in grants. And then when I left, it was about $2 million in grants. So my whole job was just what you were saying. And I facilitated and was the chairperson of all these committees. So I was responsible for following up with the committee members, making sure that they did their assessments, getting all the meetings scheduled, coming together, having the matrices up. So we already knew where everybody scored. And so we could assess that. Yes. And then, you know, there was a lot of more follow with getting the grant reports, getting all that prepared so we could report that to the Senate and they could see, okay, what's going on with the impact? Is there more things that we need to do? And, and that's, you're a hundred percent. That was a paid position that I had in my whole job was to manage the grant process for this multi-million dollar foundation, making sure that things were ready for the committee and the board. Those, I mean, that's a paid position. So it, those are I was going to say some of the stupidest things that you might think are just not a big deal. Like, for example, when you are in a global community and you're trying to put the you're trying to figure out like how to make it to a Calendly meeting and you have a bunch of people that are volunteering, like, say, for example, you might have your own job. Ryan has a job. You have to somehow make it so that like you make it to certain meetings 
that everyone can sort of get there at the same time for. Um, half the time, like when we've had meetings, it's like maybe three of us out of five could make it, right? It's hard to get quorum on these things too. It's like, shit, <laughs> just getting everyone uh, to get away from their regular jobs and do their thing is a big deal. It's just not as easy as it sounds at all. A hundred percent. And then you've actually got the facilitating of the discussion. So some of the worst ones that I did were for the bar association. Imagine getting a group of lawyers in there all arguing who they want to fund different uh, diversity efforts or things like that within the law community. And they can, I mean, these arguments can go on. So it, there is some value in having somebody that's got a little bit of experience in deliberating, managing the process, things like that. But nine times out of 10, those positions are paid. And if they're not very quickly, if the organization has money, they hand that over to somebody that knows what they're doing. So they, everything is seamless. Nobody knows how the sausage is made. They just come in, they get to do all the fun part, analyzing the grants, giving away the money, hearing about the impact. And that is something that, that really sh should be discussed as part of this initial Senate is how do we, how, how is this going to be managed? How, who's going to be responsible for doing a lot of these these little mundane day-to-day -day administrative tasks. Well, I think that also goes back to, sorry, if I, if I can just get back to rect validators initial, initial question on this, um, it, you know, the vision of how the, the Senate will actually operate and, you know, kind of what your vision of how it will operate. Like, I, I suppose what I'm hearing a lot of is, is that this is, this is going to operate like a, a, um, the grant management board um and yeah you just i kind of get yourself like is this what you envision is, is there is there a difference here that you see with the senate or do you kind of just see the senate as hey that we're we're grant management board yeah hey that that's like what my question was and gas mask in his um long-winded answer he definitely gave me information that you know makes me realize he's envisioning what i was envisioning but way more technical and that's why he is running and I am not. <laughs> but that, that he was getting to the point of what I was what I was getting at. Like I don't see it as a position of power necessarily. I mean, yes, you are granted power with this in a way, but you know, it's not like you outrank your everyday citizens, I guess. I think so. I think part of that too is that I mean, as part of the senators, I don't know if this is really addressed as much today, but I mean, people can be theoretically reelected at any point in time, which is kind of the point of the system, right? I mean, that, you know, you have to consistently measure up to a certain standard as part of that role. And, you know, that's something that people need to consider as well, that earlier on, while the members might change a little more as people are figuring out, you know, who's, who they think is qualified or not based on how they act. I mean, that's some, you know, Gasnass talked about uh, you have to do introductions with new members and all that, get to know each other. That's something to also keep in mind that it's going to be crazy <laughs> for the people involved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, how would you guys, in terms of kind of what, what Rex was getting at, which is, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, with this position comes a certain amount of of, of responsibility and, and power and with the community's funds. But at the same time, like we want there to be a responsibility to the community and also that, you know, the, the Senate members are, are not sort of um, elected officials who, who have enough power to corrupt them, I suppose. <laughs> and so is there, is what, how do you, I suppose, envision 
getting at that correct balance or that um, or striking the right balance of power and and yeah, I thought Gasmus did a great job there in terms of explaining his vision of, of what the well, and it, it's not even my vision. I, I apologize, guys, if I come out. It's just my experience with, with you know, the, the charitable work that I've done. Um, these, are, these are phenomenal questions. And again, that's why one of the things is that we need to determine what the roles and responsibility are. And they can be as simple as, you know, your role is to um, oversee, you know, our, our, our community funds. And your responsibility is to assess grants and you do your fiduciary responsibility and give the money away. I don't, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but we need to make sure that, you know, I apologize if I keep, if I keep telling my vision, I don't know. I, I want to listen to what the community says, what the Senate says, and then define it clearly because maybe my question, you know, it should be wrecked is what is, what, what do you see? I mean, is it, am I, did I miss something? Is there something that clearly states that, you know, this is the role of the Senate. I know where it's going to start. And I thought that I had understood that at some point, if everything is successful, they're going to, you know, maybe give more responsibilities to the Senate and things like that. Right now, it sounds like, and, and it appears like rec degree, that this is strictly a grant making um, committee for now. And if, if that's what the community and that's what the, the Senate and that's what the team wants, then we articulate it. And that's all we do. And we focus like a laser on that. Nothing more, nothing less. We know the mission. We know the role. We know our responsibility. Easy peasy. Now let's just carry it out. And I apologize. I don't necessarily have a vision because this is this is unique. And like like I was saying, if you know one foundation, you know one because they all operate a little bit different, but under this uniform set of standards. Yeah. And I, I just want to help implement those standards. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's the chicken and the egg, and we're a mix of both at the moment. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you know, slightly difficult. And I think, you know, we'll have to have some team. And I, I can't remember if it was in a medium, you know, explicitly detailing what the senator's responsibilities would be or not. But, you know, that, I think that, you know, is another discussion as well. You know, it's all in the same thing. I know there's supposed to be question and answers, but it's still good to to get these things out and, and discussed. And hopefully it prevents some of these discussions we're having right now. Let's discuss them while this 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 body is in its infancy. Get those established all on the same page clearly. And then this discussion is over for the time being until we reconvene to say, OK, are we changing the responsibility? Has the strategic plan of the team changed where they're focused on different initiatives or 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 or, or um, um, expenditures or, or things like that. And then the, the, the focus of the, the, the found, uh, the, the Senate could change, you know? So at the same time, let's develop these things that set clarity. Nobody has any questions knowing that, Hey, when the strategic plan of the, the, the team changes, when the needs of the community change, we're going to adapt along with it, at least consider it. And this is also something that I think is, you know, is subject to change as well, but at least initially how I see it is that the Senate really is it's a way to amplify the voices of experts or people with specialized knowledge in certain areas and they can help frame discussions, you know, and ultimately end up, you know, looking at feedback from the community and making decisions based on a combination of both, you know, their own experience and just the community's wishes and perspectives, you know, but there's no, there's no way to say uh, one way or the other, what's really um, happening until, you know, we, the community makes their voice heard, you know, until the, the senators discuss, have a discussion, 
you know, we work with the team, the community, the Senate. Um, and, I, and I think that um, to get a little more transparency about how at least I initially was thinking about the Senate, I think it's an experiment, sort of like a two-pronged experiment in represent, representational um, democracies, you know, where you sort of pick up like a, you pick like a subset of elected officials. Well, doesn't mean you have any power or anything, but it's sort of just a status that tells you, okay, well, these people are talking about these things. The, the person that doesn't know anything about what's going on sees them and is like, okay, we'll listen to their opinion because they have a badge next to their name or something like that. But at the same time, you know, those people have a responsibility to be honest and transparent about what exactly that entails and make sure that other people's voices are listened to and heard as well. I mean, you know, the, the other side of it, where I said it was two pronged, is that Part of the reason I think the Senate is a, is a nice, is an interesting invention is that in proof of state governance, it can be really slow at times. And of course, you know, one of the benefits of democracy is that it's slow so you can avoid making stupid decisions. But if you take it into excess or the extreme, you're not going to get anything done at all or it might take too long. And I think we want to balance making sure that everyone's voices are heard while at the same time being able to make decisions, good decisions and efficient decisions without, you know, running out of resources or taking too much time to, to make strategic decisions that help us get ahead in the space, you know. At least that's how I see it. Can respect that. Go ahead, Sefi. Yeah, um, a, a minor recommendation, too, is like on these little small teams, you'll notice that there's some tasks that need to be done. Um, one of them is like managing this like matrix of data, which... Uh, um, gas mask had alluded to, and you need someone who's willing to just sort of do that for the team because having multiple people do it doesn't make sense. Someone has to like commandeer that and do it. A second task that is really common is uh, organizing communication between um, the someone has to take care of organizing communication between the team and the different projects that you might be evaluating or like. Um, I don't know, addressing in some way, because you have to know, wait, you know, what happened with the last communication? Who called you? Who didn't? Who responded back to you in DM and who didn't? And like, you have to keep track of all that shit. And if one person's not doing it, everyone's just sort of like confused as to what is going on. So those two tasks I noticed were important. Another thing that was important in the last committee that I've been on is um, if you don't have someone with like technical prowess, like who, like let's say you have to evaluate what's on a GitHub or something, and you don't have the slightest clue what that means, like you know what I mean, you're not a coder or whatever, then it's hard to uh, weed out bullshit. So, you know, so I think someone with some technical expertise helps. And then um, another sort of element was it helped to have someone that has some idea about um, like how much things are worth. Because if your job is to decide to dole out money for something, right? Like what is that particular thing worth that you're doling out money for? Like whether it's security services or whether it's like programming tasks or whatever. And a lot of the times, most of us have not been in that field where we had to like dole out money for this sort of shit. Um, and then you have to have someone else, like maybe a fifth member would be someone who just generally knows shit about things. Like it's like has a broad sort of knowledge base and can like look at all these other ones and be a tiebreaker when it comes to details. So like, yeah, like the senators, you could have like, let's say you have totally newbies, like who know nothing about anything. You could do that. But then, then you have to have like other subgroups to handle all the technical work. Right. And then, you know, you wind up with just a big bureaucracy. 
you know, I think <clears throat> I think that's why it's good to keep discussions, you know, with the community, you know, in the open channels as we've been having right now, because there is always, you know, the 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 smart guy, you know, the the coders that know, you know, what to look for in GitHub and stuff like that. So that's what I don't think conversations need to be behind closed doors at all times. But I agree with you. There should be, you know, if we're going to have nine members, two of them should be, you know, pretty uh, smart contract smart, if you, you know, if you will, you know, I think you need multiple disciplines in there. But I, again, I think the whole conversation out in the open is a plus. That's what we were kind agree. of alluding to a little bit with the subcommittees yesterday of putting together a group of experts that are going to be tasked with with reporting back to the Senate. You know, like you said, we got a couple validators on there and there's something that comes up that requires a technical expertise. Well, those are going to be our go to's to report back to us the information for even those that know it or, or the newbies on what this um, either these two validators or if they decide to form a subcommittee or maybe even a task force to come back and report. Hey, we've done a, a quick analysis on this. This is why we like it. Here are all the pros. Here are the cons. Here's the squad analysis. And, and, and that's how you really leverage the usage of um, as far as I've seen, because some of these um, committees, like when you with, with the bar. So, I mean, there's there's a hundred and something members of the um, bar committee. Not all of them are going to be involved with the scholarship making decision. Not all of them are going to be involved with increasing diversity within the local legal field. So they're going to they're going to recruit members that are going to be focused solely on, you know, serving and reporting back to the entire association. Hey, this is why we think we should take some of these support this. And then the. Um, committee as a whole will we'll make a decision based on that task force or that subcommittee's advisement. So there are potentials to do things like that or even variations of, of that. And, and, and so those are, are very good committees should have a wide variety of backgrounds, maybe somebody with a legal background, a financial professional or two that's going to lead the investment committee that will develop the spending policy, the investment statement policy, the validators, you know, might be able to help take the lead on those kind of things. So you're absolutely right that we should have a, a, a great mix of people. And it might not be bad to have somebody that has some knowledge of this process as well, along with legal, financial, technical. So yeah, there are certain positions with committees that I've worked with that actually had the chairs. This is going to be the technology person. This is going to be our scholarship chair. This is going to be our our, our um, governance chair working on, you know, um, nationwide CEO searches or things like that. And, and you want to develop experts. I mean, we've had people from Johnson & Johnson that have overled their leadership program doing leadership trainings to the board. And so trying to find where that value adds value to the Senate is extremely important. Yeah, no, um, I board with all that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, um, somebody's right. Um, I, for one, lack any experience under, or understanding anything about reading GitHub, but I do have experience writing checks, uh, working for the investment office of a large foundation um, for, for many years. So I do have experience um, selecting uh, investment managers not necessarily uh, individual uh, projects. Uh, this was a institutional investor. Um, we did private equity to hedge funds to marketable investments uh, and everything in between, uh, except crypto. Um, 
but um, I was part of the investment committee um, charged with overseeing um, and selecting all uh, investments. And, and, and that's great. I, I've served on those investment committees, too. I, I understand how that process goes, and that, that is a great experience to have. I would probably, uh, uh, depending on the make Senate, I would have put you in charge of, you know, overseeing or at least developing the process that ensures proper financial oversight of the asset. And I think, you know, Daniel, if, if he wouldn't mind jumping in, he alluded to it yesterday, is being able to have enough discernment to say, you know what, I need to step back and I need to lean on these experts and I really need to listen to them so that they can educate me based on their expertise. And I, I loved how Daniel put that yesterday. I don't know if I was able to give him props on that, but props to you on Daniel. That was a great, being able to discern when, hey, I don't know what's going on. I know Rec does. I need to shut up and listen. Yeah, I do. You are way off there. You are way off. Go ahead, Zulian. Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, I had some questions for like uh, Davey and um, Ryan who were here earlier. Technically, we're um, interrogating them. Um, can you guys tell me what's your thoughts on se uh, Senate members being part of like projects, uh, validators, other things, um, NFT projects? You mentioned you don't like Ryan, um, like that kind of stuff. Um. Well, I think there would. I, I think there's definitely going to be uh, some defined um, conflict of interest policies. I think if a senator is part of a team um, that is going through the grant making process, would be a significant uh, conflict of interest, even if they abstain from their vote. Um, but I, I do think that the senators want are should be more of more mentors rather than um, project developers themselves. Uh, what about validators? You know, um, well, I think validators. Um, I think they have an expertise and technical knowledge, and I think. Um, that wisdom would definitely be valuable and a part of uh, the overall committee. Um, and I think that they absolutely need to consider the conflict of interest, though, uh, as well, too. Real quick, you know, the discussions of the need for a Senate came from the validator channel when validators are stating they didn't have enough time to review proposals, do the, you know, due diligence enough to be able to vote correctly. So how, how are they going to find the time now that they want to jump into the Senate plus still continue to validate not just our chain, but multiple chains? It's a great question. Uh, not, not all validators are equal. That's true. That is hella true. <laughs> basically, a question, you know, if people, yeah. if someone's highly involved in multiple chains, multiple things, not just validating, but sits on other boards or involved in other projects all over the place, how can we expect, how can we ensure that they will have enough time for, you know, this job here? 
Well, I, I think you're right. Um, I think first, this is, um, it's voluntary. You're, you're, you're volunteering, you're committing by doing this, um, to put in, um, a certain amount of, uh, time effort, um, into this. Uh, and, and I think that needs to, um, be defined. I think there needs to be a understanding of uh, making sure that that is continually the case that the Senate doesn't become kind of stale and um, no longer putting in the time and effort that uh, it deserves. So there's got to be some type of uh, way to kind of have another check and balance. Um, and yet to be determined on what is going to be the community's best uh, approach to handle on that. You know, like I'm in the U.S., so we get to watch our fun debates, you know, uh, for primaries and presidential elections and stuff. And they're always up there. We need to do this. We need to get something here and do this, you know, but nobody ever says exactly what they do or what they have planned always what the other one's not going to do what the other one is going to falter on and you know we've had a lot of answers today that something would need to be implemented something would need to be there like what would you yourself want to implement what is your opinion on it (laughs) well i um go back i touched base earlier on everyone okay yeah but I'm, i'm happy to go first um Definitely want the, you know, idea that I have is the creation of the website um, where transparent um, information is there, all knowledge, all resources, status updates, what has been done during the due diligence committee meeting notes um, and such forth. Um, I would also more of, I guess, more my skill set of um, creating and um, establishing a policy and the procedures for the investment and due diligence reviews of the projects as they kind of come up um, during our selection process. Um, those would be a, a lot of the things I think I would probably have the biggest hand. Essentially, it comes down to, in the beginning, we have to just get that very initial framework is the good word for it. You have to get the framework ahead. Only when the framework's in, and as he said, how are you specifically, because there's a lot of this in the U.S. debate. Well, I happen to live in the U.S., so I can tell you right now, I know all about the political bullshit where they're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's going to be glorious. And they build absolutely none of it. I completely agree with Ryan, but it should also be definitely a key thing between all the elected senators to get that forum up. Because that is the kickoff to the organization to get these funds granted. Because as you said, what is exactly what is the senator's role fund grants to make sure that they're vetted 
that make sure the community's words and assessments and wants and fears are all elevated and transparent. Everything is in the open, conveyed with the Senate, and then implemented. And I, and I agree with many things people have said here. A system of checks and balances, every place has them. That's, that's just an irrefutable fact. Most of the time, humans do better with checks and balances. Even in, on trades, financials, charts, a system will always beat out emotion. So it's definitely imperative we get that forum, at least subsituated. And I do believe that task force, little subgroups that help assist, that's great. And I never got the answer to the actual question earlier about the conflicts of interest. I believe that if a senator is sufficiently actually invested in a funding requesting project, they probably do have a conflict of interest, and that should be very clearly specifically stated. Because you want the most unbiased opinion when you're funding these grants, because it is at the end of the day, a business decision. There should be no emotionality about it, no favoritism about it, an unbiased opinion on the benefit to Kajira. That's it. The Senator's main goal is, is Kajira gonna benefit? Yeah, that, that conflict of interest statement is extremely important. And, um, you, you know, most of the time there's a lot we can we can design it how we want. You know, my my major thing is, is you don't want any one organization having a um, controlling interest. That's the big thing that that's a, that's no ands, ifs or buts. That's a no, no. The rest of it is, you know, gray area that we can we we can decide. And again, once you have the conflict of of of, of interest statement and, and, you know, the disclosure process, once that information is disclosed, you know, it's up to the Senate to determine whether they can submit an un unbiased um, opinion. And, and if we decide that, OK, yeah, we, we, we trust them. We know that, um, you know, they're 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 still in this for the best interest of Kujira, then, you know, we, as, as long as they don't have a controlling interest, they're still technically just one of one of nine votes. And so, again, just making sure that we go through all the processes that we have in place and the procedures so that, you know, we can show the community that we did our due diligence. Um, you know, I'm, it, 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 that's a great discussion for the Senate to have, and we just need to make sure that we have it clearly outlined. As far as division, I'm going to try to keep this short for you, Rect. Um, you know, right now I do envision this um, organization as essentially being a grant-making organization for now, and that I'm basically just working to expand trust as we work to address um, whatever um, the most pressing um, issues or uh, strategic um, differentiators have been identified by the um, the team or the community at all. Zulian, you got something? Yeah. Um, okay. I, like, I'm going to get a question tomorrow, so I'm also like trying not to be too mean, but I am also known in the Discord as like guy that asks a lot of questions. So, anyway, um, I'm just not going to hold back because, yeah. Um, so have you? You guys keep talking about the future and like, oh, guns, like, oh, it's all going to be roses and pretty in this future amazing scenario. Um, But like, we've already had a lot of proposals approved and uh, 
a lot of people not asking enough questions in my opinion and i end up being like the guy that asks too many questions because like no one else wants to ask so like uh what have you got would you guys have changed any of the proposals that have been approved so far and uh, why have you guys not been more active in the discord damn you good question yeah, that is actually is a good question because there were some proposals that were passed and things were built where I can tell you right now behind the scenes that even though they were funded, the specific group still in their best behavior does not necessarily emulate the best of the Kajira beliefs, even though we have funded said protocol. I won't go on any specifics on names or anything because that's just not how I roll, but it's just an example of would we have changed proposals that we've already funded if the Senate had existed? It's almost an absolute most likely. Just going from Zulian's key concerns are more questions may have been asked or brought forth, and more community input might have brought forth if senators were actually in existence and making a large amount of this known with Zulian's actual answers amplified. As we have already expressed earlier, one of the key questions are, how is the community's voice amplified? Azulian is a member of the community. Why was his voice not amplified? Is it good? His, his voice does not need to be amplified more. He is, but, I mean, uh, it, but I mean in regards to the questions, the hard-cutting, like, I'm going to ask you the serious questions of the elephant in the room and everybody's about to get really uncomfortable kind of questions. I agree. I'm I'm sometimes that guy. <laughs> well, I, I think you had a, another good question on there. You know, how come you're not before now as vocal in Discord and proposal processes? You know, I, I know myself, I'm in there quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine your Discord name is, is Davey Fresh as well. Yes, but most of the time, a large amount of my discussions is with actually a large amount of these guys in the Kajira Deegan group, which also houses. There's a large amount of these guys who are specifically in the Discord. So I do actually right review on. every uh, I just don't actually write on the Discord most of the time. <laughs> but I do right actually on. make my... Okay. And then you had said that you would have um, uh, voted differently on proposals that have passed. Which ones? Uh, basically... It's, it's, it's a lot like how Blackwell handled the bug fix in the Finn contract. They could have handled it a lot better instead of just outright blaming it. But it was just behavioral ethics. Uh, there was a large amount of key concerns brought up with just the behavioral ethics aspect of it that I recall. That could have probably had a lot more due diligence placed into it. And maybe a little bit more assessment, you know, like, so we could have basically check some of this kind of behavior as a red flag in the future for set protocols as opposed to like changing the parameter you know what i mean if we had watched for this we should probably be going forward be a lot more thorough in investigating tidbits that the senators and the community will catch up on that we should have probably caught up on before as a community is what i'm saying so as a community we have already funded them they've delivered on the project i'm really proud of them for doing that but at the same time 
there have also been noted the entire time along the way key concerns that is exactly what I think the senators are going to be addressing, those key concerns that did get overlooked and still the project got funded is all I was getting at. You see what I'm saying? So like we're amplifying like key concerns that have always been there but kind of got put to the wayside for the sake of uh, we need to get this out as opposed to like, did we do enough due diligence in checking if this was something we needed to do immediately as opposed, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a little bit complicated in the wording, but it's just like I'm just taking notes from like personal, like things I've read throughout the entirety of the time. It's like there were a large amount of like communicational problems that arose with said team. And like these are things that we do have to address in the future because those could have led to a very, a very big issue and loss of funds. You know, Why? like we like we, that, we can't contact you. Well, then <laughs> with that team, I mean, you had to read between the lines. Uh, there was a lot yeah. of small print that nobody saw because it wasn't there yeah. uh, hidden between the lines. Yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to like single them out. I'm just trying to give like a real life examples of things that we could do better in the future going forward. And he, he's right. We we could have actually been more thorough then and it's like why weren't we it's like i could say that there were a few of us that were definitely vocal but we just didn't say it in the discord because that can discourage also community members who have lesser know-how about the situation going on it's not necessarily the gist of the actual situation and just immediately side and that that's what we want to definitely not have happen we want them to be as knowledgeable as possible about everything that's happening so the then why have conversations somewhere else from the community? Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're, you're saying that you want everybody to have that knowledge and to understand it, but then why yes. not have that conversation in the discord? Well, that's what I'm saying. We did write it, but it just, what I'm talking about is the behaviors, like as they were funded, you couldn't get a hold of them, like holding a team accountable to being able to get a hold of them and stuff with the proposals and funding proposals. It's just like the smaller things, like how do we streamline the process of making sure that communication is always there, that we can get a hold of the teams that are being funded. All these little small things that were overlooked in the initial batch of funds. Thank God the projects came out, they delivered everything, everything went to exactly how it was supposed to. But all I'm saying is how do we counteract the risks that could have arose from those issues and as i said we we did do the discord but a lot of those actual chats can get very hectic very quick in a discord i i definitely know that i did comment on mostly all the proposals that i viewed but had yeah i'm getting off topic now <laughs> i'm just trying to give a real life example of the things we we could do better if we had a system in place and you're right like we we could have done better then. Why didn't we? And I'm trying to learn from those previous things because I'm not perfect. And, and I think every single person on the Senate should actually be able to admit when we did not make the most perfect decisions then and we're willing to learn and implement a better decision process. Because that's what it's about. It's about growth. Yeah, no, I, I hear all your points. And, uh, you know, I hear them. 
I don't think we yeah. really have done that bad of a job in there, but yes, I understand. It, it will it will definitely get better. You know exactly. That's all I was getting at. I'm, yeah. I'm a little rough, I'm I'm rough around the edges when it comes to like, giving you an articulated financial explanation because hey, just of my upbringing. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, just I can also confirm that Davey is very involved in general just in trying to help out. And he's very passionate about Kajira. Just just so that at least at least that's my personal opinion. Just so I hear you. I love nope. you too, Daniel. I got it. Zulian, you want to ask Ryan that question? I forget your question already. Yeah. Um in regards to that question, so my process that I set up for for myself um, was pretty simple. I staged with the validator that I believe um, would do a good job of voting in um, the best alignment of interest of uh, my values and how I view things, uh, given. Um, their expertise, uh, particularly uh, in regards to um, technical um, n- knowledge. Uh, so that was my uh, that was the process that I set up for myself. I appreciate your delegation at Rec Validator, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, gentlemen. I'm. Uh not part of this community, but I'm part of a similar community in a constitution. To answer your question, Davey, if you guys bake in a clause to the constitution that if there is a collective consensus among senators that a mistake was made, and these were the mistakes that happened, and bake in a clause uh, allowing the constitution to claw back some of what was lost, this is the best way to prevent and if it doesn't stop at the prevention part, to retrieve some of stolen funds. If you just put in a clause to the constitution saying that, okay, if you think you are smarter than the Senate, you cheat and you lie or you do whatever funny stuff and you take the money and you don't use it as far, far as the community is, is aligned, we are gonna take it back, make it into the constitution and this won't be repeated. <coughs> Well, it's funny you actually say that because I think I actually articulated a very exact answer to what you just said in question three earlier about two hours ago when I mentioned possibly using Beluga modified with escrow accounts that allow basically payments two ways. It takes all immediate payment, segregates it into its own smart contract so the developer can see the full amount is there to fund the entirety of the project, but it is split over several milestones. And the key takeaway from this contract being, it has a two-way feature that it can rescind funds as well. It can claw back those funds without any kind of worry from delegation and community. It's an immediate feature that if we found sufficient evidence that they were doing something that was specifically against what was already agreed upon, those funds could be clawed back on that milestone in the contract parameter itself. I hope it goes through then. Hope that proposal gets approval from your community. It would be, it would be refreshing to see some accountability in, in the circles. 
I come from New Protocol. I'm part of a central working group there, writing the constitution. So I kind of see these things playing out everywhere. And thank you for letting me on the stage. I'm a complete un, a complete stranger on the platform. Thank you so much. Norwal, do you have something, man? I think our original host fell asleep too. Uh, might be. Uh, I was just going to add to the to the whole like black whale debacle uh, that the, the outcome of, of that that Kajir itself would votes. have at its disposal to protect the treasury with the most non unbiased. Are you okay? Is it only me or what's happening here? Yeah, I think it was only you. But something was going on with Davey. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So uh, I was just going to say that the outcome of, of all those votes was uh, a result of the chain being very young. We had a very excited community. We didn't know each other, right? So everyone was like relying on each other to be the the, the one with the knowledge, right? And the outcome speaks for itself. We had a lot of strong voices saying this this shouldn't go further, this shouldn't go further. And then you have a bunch of meatheads afraid of fudding, something that everyone's excited for. And yeah, that's that's the result. So this is an even more important reason for the Senate, in my opinion. So that that's all. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important that ultimately people feel like part of it is empowering you know, I, I mean, I've said this like three times now, but part of it's just empowering people to be able to speak and make their opinions heard because, you know, if people feel like they can't speak. You can't act on that information and you end up making suboptimal decisions. And that's something we all want to avoid. I, I think having that um, matrix, too, is is going to help a lot when we're when we're looking at different grants, different proposals, um, determining what what field that proposal lies in and then determining what's going to be the um, evaluation standards that's going to at least jumpstart um, our discussions again so that the, the community can see, okay, here's the list of standards that qualify. And we talked a lot about this. What does the management team look like? What, is, what Do they have a history of past accomplishments that we can base things off of? And, and, and some of the best things that you can do are, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're funding newer grants, you're essentially, you know, providing more seed money. And that, that, that brings a whole host of other um, things that, you know, sometimes those, if they're a fledgling organization, sometimes they require, you know, some of that that funding when you're given that seed money requires a consultant to go along with it to help um, implement the intended um, intention of the grant and, and to share a little oversight. Um, so, you know, hopefully you can avoid a lot of those from the beginning. Um, it's hard to go back and look at the grants and say, okay, what was the actual standards that were utilized? What was the the the, the criteria that was utilized to to, to go and, and make those? Um, you know, I, I try not to be too too much of a quarterback as far as what the community has decided. I, I think there was a couple grants that I, I probably wouldn't have um, or proposals that I wouldn't have supported just because I didn't know enough about what was going to be the intended impact. I, I, I don't, I think there was like an affiliated marketing one or something that I don't, I didn't feel like I had enough understanding of how that, what was going to be the measurable outcome and impact that we could then necessarily evaluate it up against. You know, I, I, I try not to go back and, and, you know, 
second guess the community's decision. Um, but th those are some good valid points. And depending on the complexity of the grant, you know, maybe we it is contingent upon certain milestones that then this this next uh, funding is released. Um, but yeah, those, those are all valid points. Oh, yeah, no. So actually, Abel, and I actually think that's a great point in terms of um, what you pointed out about past proposals. So you know, I think that part of what we can help do as well is you know, talk to teams um, that are building or that are that want to build and help them present information in an organized, strategic way that sort of communicates what they're trying to say. And we can sort of think in advance, these might be concerns of the community. And, you know, maybe you want to say this, this, and this as part of what you're trying to pitch. If this is like, if we looked through everything initially and we thought that this is what makes sense, then, you know, we can help that so we can avoid circumstances where you know, people end up being confused and don't know what's going on. And then you just hear different things because of, of blanks and just lack of information. Maybe creating a uniform template for grant funding, saying these are the information we require. These are, uh, you can define your own milestones, but your funding would be defined upon your milestones that you put forth. Uh, and uniforming it across, making it uniform across all the funding applications, that would at least take away some sort of blame uh, for misjudgment, at least. So create, come up with a template, I would say. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I, 100% agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to jump in because Kujidao uh, made a template months ago and it was ignored. So, like, it, I just, come on. Like it's like we're we're rehashing ideas well, that have been talked I, I think about this and is, suddenly it's a novelty. Well, I think this is part of why communication is really important, right? You know, you know, Julian, like like you're saying, I mean we, we ended up I mean Yun Romano um, you know, helped create that with um Dave and I and well, I helped a little bit, not really. But um I you know, in general having format structured format like that is something that isn't gonna come into play unless we make people's voices heard, which is, I, I kind of think the whole point of this, like it didn't happen until now because it was hard to get people, you know, organized and to think about, be on the same page. And that's really part of the responsibility here to avoid that sort of situation and make things much more efficient, but also just collaborative. Uh, I agree that this is not novel at all, but I'm basing this upon something called Hail Mayor Catechism. He was the director of funding for DARPA. Uh, his funding uh, acceptance gives radar, microwave, and stuff like that. Google up Hail Mayor Catechism. So he came up with a simple template which the DARPA used uh, to decide upon funding a project or not. So this is not novel at all. This has been done since the 1970s but nobody seems to be implementing it into a into a mandatory process. Well, every every committee that I've worked on, I'd say for the last 10 years has has submitted um, their review process through through some sort of um, grant management system. So there's built into that specific questions that the committee members have to answer. Like there's no ands or buts. Here is this is the type of grant. It's supporting a health and human services. Here are the things that we want answered, whether they're 10 questions, 15 questions. They all submit their uh, their um their note and their um 
um, their scores for each of the question. Those questions are aggregated, put into a spreadsheet, put on the on the group. They're 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 rated and ranked and sorted based on their rank with the committee members' notes. And then that's what helps facilitate and jump off the discussion is when we're looking at all the committee members' scores and say, wait a minute, we all gave the management team fours and fives, yet we have one or two committee members that ranked one or two. Enlighten me, please. And that starts the discussion. So I have not worked really with the committee recently that didn't have some form of, of, of um, matrix um, implemented into the decision process. And again, it's not the, the, the end all um, because plenty of times committee members have been in there and said, you know what? Wow, I never really thought about, you know what? Change that, change my score. How does that change everything? And let's talk about this more. So uh, it's, it's not, it, it, it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a starting off point to, to facilitate discussion. Cosmos Club, you still there? I think he's charging his phone. Yeah, mine just died. Sorry about that. I wasn't planning on speaking today, so I didn't think it would have, would have to be on. Yeah, sorry about that. I had to plug mine in about 10 minutes ago, so don't feel bad. Maybe you should wrap this up at some point anyways. There, there are more days, right? <laughs> Yeah, I yes, agree. I, I mean, do have to go. I think this was a good talk, you know, and sorry that Ryan and uh, Davey, your space ran super long, you know, because everybody came up. But I think it was productive nonetheless. I agree. And I, I apologize if I took any time from from Davey and Ryan. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very productive. This, this is what the community needs. Oh, this is perfect meme material. I promise. Yes, it was very much a pleasure um, sharing everyone's thoughts and viewpoints on this. Uh, and I think it was very productive for everybody. Yep, yep. Do you guys want to do any kind of closing statement or anything, Ryan and Davey? Hey, Davey, I can't, I can't hear you. I think you're maybe volume slow or something. Yeah, I can't hear him either. Still nothing. He got rugged. Rogue pulled. Maybe right. even rejoin. Fixed it for me yesterday. All right. What do you think? Should we wrap it up? Wrap it up and uh, hear from you guys tomorrow, right? <laughs> I won't. I won't be here tomorrow, Norwal. So you need to grill Zulian and the other ones that are up here. Just ask them pointless. Questions. Ask pointless questions like I do. Just keep them busy. I'll do. I'll do. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. See everybody. Thanks for filling in, Rack. Thanks for coming in, everybody, and great job, guys. You did great. <laughs> I don't think I can close it. Actually, no, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> can you not end it? Well, we'll leave I it think up. we can keep it going until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm stepping down and I'm leaving. I'll talk to you guys later. For sure. Talk to you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Senate by Kajira, AMA number two, with the applicants. Recorded on Thursday, December 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back.
back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastise into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Tell the spaces. <laughs>